professionals. We don't need no stinking monitors. Nope. Do you have a? Is there an intro for your show? Yeah, you're about to see it. Usually, I don't do it uh, in front of the guest. What but do you mean? We're gonna do it tonight. Are you're, you oh, you're gonna do it live? I'm gonna do it right now. What is, is there a song? No, the so, uh, I'll, I'll I'll put the song in in post. All right. Cool. No, I play the song myself. You really no. do? Actually, no. Scott Lester wrote my song. And what do you play it on? Uh, oh, I just play, I just dump it in the thing afterwards. With, uh, through what though? Do you have a keyboard or something? No, I just oh, I don't play it live. No, I don't do the. the I don't actually. Did do somebody it. produce it for you? Or yeah, is it Scott just you did. Playing? Scott just get, wrote oh, me a so song. It's an actual thing that sounds. Scott like... wrote me a song and I just drop it in. Does somebody sing it? No, it's just music. Oh, okay. It's just instrumental. All right. Um, cool. So yeah. Uh, Want some rosé? Yeah, sure. Why not? Thank you so much for downloading this episode of So What Do You Really Do, the podcast where I, your host, Dan R. Dennis Maller, speak with artists and entertainers about their day jobs. And I am out of the studio and on location today in the <laughs> the uh, Hot 96.9 studios with my guest on the podcast today, uh, radio personality and father, Jackson Blue, and good friend of mine as well, oh. who's too busy pouring uh, rosé right oh, now. touched. <laughs> All right. So the reason I wanted to... Uh, Thank you, sir. We're going to have a little bit of, of room temperature rosé w- wine while we do this. <laughs> it's going to be so bad. But it's, a, it's, it's good for the price. Yes. No, it's uh, the price of hobo. Yes. <laughs> hobo, hobo dollars. <laughs> we might as well just be drinking Mad Dog. It's Mad yes. Dog in a very fancy bottle. It Totally. It's King Cobra. <laughs> King Cobra kicked up to rosé style. So, yes, uh, we, we are at the, the lovely studios of Hot 96.9 here in Boston to do the podcast because uh, Jackson is too prissy to come all the way out to my home. I studio. am. <laughs> do you want to know the truth why I didn't? So, okay, Dennis sent me a text message, and I'm not a big timer. I don't I have to hang with my, my kids. So the, uh, he sent me a text saying that he wanted to put me on the podcast, and two weeks in a row, he said, hey, can you come out this weekend to my house? And I'm not going to lie. I saw it, and I blew it off. Can we swear, too? Go ahead. All swear right. all you want. So I blew it the fuck off, and I was like, I sat back, and I was like, like is, this- it, is it uncomfortable for you to curse just at work? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, live microphone. It's the same way for me. Like when I still hear a song that has cursing in it, like, I jump and I'm like, oh, God. Is this oh live? that's right, Spotify. Is Spotify. this live? <laughs> oh, like, damn. Uh, but I got. So I'm not gonna lie. I got your text message like right when it came, and I was like, oh God, what do I do? I, I don't want to blow Dennis off. And then I blew Dennis off. And then I got the, the text the next week, and I was like, I can't do it again. I can't. But I've had like these weeks weekends that have been nuts because of the Fourth of July weekend. We had people yeah. visiting. The weekend before that, we had people at our house visiting. So it's been like nonstop. And the kids are out of school, so I'm like tired as shit. And I just really this weekend I'm like I'm doing nothing, and that's <laughs> when I got the text, and I'm like, oh, I gotta do it for Dennis. <laughs> well, I'm glad I guilted you into coming on my no, podcast. I wanted to come on this thing. <laughs> what was happening? Show. How many listeners do you have? How many people? I refuse to check the numbers because it will probably do nothing but depress me. It's true. You just think that you have masses. <laughs> I just assume As that somebody's listening. Actually, somebody did come up to me and was, uh, they mentioned. Uh, well, you know about my heart condition, so the listeners uh, mentioned something about the, my my heart Wait, condition. And so do the listeners. <laughs> Listen, well, listener, listener, because <laughs> he came out and was like, "Oh yeah, the heart is like." Wait, Chad, if I. Did I tell you about this? Like, no, dude, you did like 15 minutes on the end of the podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, I wow. did. Uh, but I didn't even do the That's 15 awesome minutes out of jokes. Listening. I just, like, just straight up told people what it was. Do you tell your jokes on the podcast? No, not really. I don't do it. I, actually, I have... Uh, What's the I new... just did something recently. That's what are you working on my... right now? What's your new Oh, dude, situation? I got like a whole 12 minutes about about my heart. 
Actually, how's I, it going? I, I remember honestly, like you talked, like you talked to me when you first found out about it, or maybe you held it from me for a little while and then told me. But then you were working. Oh, I on definitely a set. didn't tell you for like two or three months. <laughs> <laughs> and I said I'm going to check in on you all the time. And I think you I haven't talked. I think I checked and, in on you one time. I haven't even talked. I said, What's up? Have it, if it was three months that I didn't tell you, it's been I'm glad four you're alive, Dennis. I'm glad you're alive. <laughs> so nice to see you. <laughs> Likewise, I'm glad I'm here sharing this rosé uh, uh, and drinking alcohol with you while I'm on blood thinners. Are you not supposed to be drinking this then? It's one glass. Oh yeah, it's only going to be one. I'll glass. drink the yeah. rest for you. No, I drink. I drink. Pla- I I don't drink that often, but yeah, I drink on blood thinners. Yeah, not often. But how's I drink that change been for you? And what is is your set funny? Because it's got to be funny. But are you like? I think it is. Yeah, but it's also super dark. So yeah. by the way, who's interviewing you? Who, who here? I know this is mostly going to be a catch around. It's one of those. We're just chilling. <laughs> We're not really interviewing. No, I'm kidding. But if we are, and then we got to talk about real things like Kane. Oh well, we should. Don't. We I'm not talking up? about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Do bad I, for him. I think it's a terrible situation, and that's all. And I don't think that he's it as is. bad as he's not. And the worst part is, is like because of uh, the corporate structure, he can't mention anything about it. So it's just rumor mill and everything. Well, they've People done a good job about squashing it because that story kind of just went whoop. And like, you know, uh, I think I don't think it's going to uh, in the national eye. Yeah, that went away quick, but I don't think it's going to go away anytime in, in DC. the listeners' eyes and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that's too bad because yeah. who knows what happens. From what it sounds like now, the story that's come out more looks like. He was kind of trying to keep her out of the house, and she slipped on something and fell. I mean, that's what it's looking like. That's allegedly what happened. Yeah. Uh, but Am either I, way, it's wow, still that, a... This brought the mood down, dude. This is worse than your heart condition <laughs> jokes. <laughs> hey, my heart condition jokes are great. <laughs> I did just do them last night, and I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell this. Um, I was going to play the audio at the, uh, po- uh, the podcast anyway, uh, because I'm too excited about it. I did... All right. So there's a thing at Improv Boston that they do monthly called the Naked Comedy Show. It's exactly what you think it is. You perform comedy naked. That's bullshit. Swear to God. So, like, and they can see your penis while you're up there? Oh, you're in front of a, a studio full of people, stark-ass naked. You did this last night? I did. It's Why is this the one gig you don't invite me to? <laughs> I didn't invite it. I would have heckled the hell out of you. I didn't invite anyone to it. But here's the thing about it. One of the jokes in the the, in the set that I was doing, I was doing, like, a shorter version of, 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 of the heart stuff. One of the jokes is talking about getting blood drawn from the nurses, and the nurse goes, you know, she goes to stick me, and she says, uh, all right, you're going to feel a small prick. And I was like, I feel a small prick every day. <laughs> And the people there actually could see. They are, I swear to God, in unison, Testify. the entire audience just went eyes up, eyes down, eyes back up. I was like, this is, like, no. you guys literally just looked and go, yeah, that checks out. And they didn't even, like, they weren't like, mm-mm. They were just like, mm-hmm, I'm back. Yeah, no, that, that. Yep. Yep, that's actually. He's telling the truth. This happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll sneak that audio into this podcast. And wow. Post, yeah, that was. How many people were at this naked? Uh, performers or audience? Both. Uh, this was a small. Were the, perfor- this- were the audience naked, too? No. That's that's some bullshit then. Like you guys well, have to be up there naked and they get clothes. They they keep their clothes. Yes, I'm. Well, you I would have no audience. People if you did have it told any me. Other way, I guess. People have told me before that some nudist people will show up and then just like undress in the audience and sit down. But I have never wow. seen that. I've heard that that happens for solidarity. But, and they will invite one audience member to come up and get naked and tell a joke. Wow. That is their shtick too. They're like, if there's anybody in the audience, did who anybody wants to tell do a joke? it? Yeah, he's a guy who's just started doing comedy like eight months ago. So he's like, stage time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you have to pay quite the quite the ante for that. Yeah, it was uh uh it's uh, you know what after doing it the first time, it's and have you after done the first before this one? I did it a month ago, yeah, for like I just did a quick three minute set just How often one are these things? They have they do missed... it monthly. First oh, Thursday of every good. month. Are you gonna do it every month? Uh I don't think they'll let me do it every month, but I would. Wow. At this point, because do it after the first couple seconds you forget that you're naked and you just keep doing your thing. Oh, my God. Like, the only thing that brought me back to it that, oh, yeah, I'm naked is that I watch everyone's eyes go down, 
and back up. Would you have done it before you lost the weight? Uh, I said when I moved to Boston, I would never do that. And I think that is like there is the, the reason I'm doing it is to try and become comfortable with my body, body image. Yeah. You look good. Uh, like I still see better than I've cameras. ever seen. Like, I, mean, I look at pictures and go, how did I ever like it's one of those weird things that you have in your brain where you're like, you don't realize how fat and overweight you are until like you see a picture of your old self. And you know what you look like now. And, and when I looked at it, though, overweight, I was like, yeah, I know I'm overweight. I know I'm 230 pounds, 220 pounds, 240 pounds at my worst. It's like, yeah, but I, I hide it well. Yeah. Now that I've lost weight, I look back at pictures. I'm like, oh, how did I ever convince myself that I didn't look terrible? You probably like, were hiding it well. Like, you probably could have looked worse. You know what I mean? Like, but I notice on Facebook now, like, when I knew you started losing weight like crazy, all your profile pictures or your side pictures now, you're willing to take the pictures from the side. Because you have a you have a jawline. Yeah, I have a jawline jaw good. Well, also, you know this this beard is is hiding well, the lack. It's not of the hiding what it was yet. hiding before. <laughs> oh for yeah, sure. The I second mean, chin. It looks good. It looks good. Like oh, me, I was you. like, damn, I wish I got to start losing some weight so I can keep up and take some <laughs> sideways shots. Well, I want to. I'm probably going to try to lose another thirty, and then I'm out of the out of weight character for sure. Wow, and that's just great. Normal dude. weight. That's awesome. Which is still like forty pounds more than I used to weigh before I lo- gained all this weight. Like I was a hundred and twenty pound guy for the first half of my life. Wow. So anyway, but this is one of the good things that I get to have you on is because we're going to finish up radio month with you where I had all my guests. By the way, I say radio month. We, I started it in June. We're now in July. (laughs) So that's a month. Oh, well, it well, spans the month of a time. Well, I missed the first weekend of June. I took a week off because uh, I uh, one of my guests who was supposed to come on, he bailed. Not you, but another guest How bailed. often does your podcast go up? Are you religious It's supposed about- to go weekly. No, I'm terrible about going oh. weekly because uh, I had a punt. The audience knows this, but I had a bunch of tech issues and computer failures and stuff like that. So I basically lost all the banked episodes I had because yeah. I was putting them out. And then I couldn't put anything out because I had a dead computer. Uh, and you had no banked episodes. So, yeah. oh, that's so now I have like two or three. Like after this, we're going to do – we're going to do music month where all my guests are going to be bands and musicians and all stuff. All from Boston? Or you have... uh, no, actually, two bands from Baltimore. Nice. Uh, you going home them... again? No, I already got the recorded. They were here in town on tour. Oh, big then, bands? Do you get anybody good? Uh, CJ Ramone's drummer. Okay. <laughs> He's a that's friend cool. of mine. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Uh, they were, you know, we're going we're gonna to spoil this Dude, week, guys. I got guys. some war good new women. music for us, too. Oh, do we? The girl rock stuff. Okay. Got some good bands. Oh, dude, There's if you were into Boston hardcore... Too. If you were into, uh, is it the Dirty Dotties? No. Okay, because that's that's a potty mouth. Rock. Potty They're, mouth is from Boston. Potty mouth. They're wow. pretty cool. They're like grungy, Ooh. pop punky, poppy. Ooh. It's good. It's good. It's Ooh. good. Yeah, I like it. I'm uh, tomorrow for JP Porchfest. Uh, in between my comedy shows that I'm that I'm running tomorrow, JP Porchfest, I'm gonna try and sneak out and watch the Dirty Dotties who are playing like two blocks away from me. Really? Yeah, they're a, uh, like a. Uh, they have two time now. They're now a two time Boston Music or New England Music Awards Pop Act of the Year winner. Are they straight pop? Well, uh, they're basically no, they're not. They have some poppy stuff, but they're more like the closest I can describe what they're doing is basically postmodern jukebox. So it's it, what the hell does that mean? What is you, postmodern jukebox? You have not seen the viral videos of postmodern jukebox? No. Uh, they're basically just like a, a, a new fashion jazz band that does covers. Okay, okay. In, in jazz styling. I so it's basically you. like... Um, They're a cover band, though, but they do it in their own style. Well, they also have their own original Some, songs. The okay. Dirty Dotties do. I don't wow. know about Postmodern Juice Box. Like, all their viral videos is oh, for... Oh, that's the band. But, okay, I yeah. got you. So the Dirty Dotties, local Boston band that, that does that. Postmodern Juice Box is also a band, but they're super big viral videos right got now. Got you. Um, I'll check that out. That's yeah, cool. no, they're, they're, it's, it's fun stuff. But the Dirty Dotties, it's like... It's like 
part rockabilly, part jazz, swing, pop stuff. It's really good. Like literally, it's the only band I've ever met that the covers sixteen seventeen by uh, the Stray Cats. Sixteen seventeen is that the one? Yeah, sixteen seventeen. Oh, my okay. little rock and roll queen. Wow. So they do it straight up rockabilly when they do it then? A little bit. It's still it's more a poppier version. Wow. Than it is like straight up just. Boom, boom, when are you boom, playing boom. tomorrow? So so it's another porch fest. I thought that already happened. There was one in Somerville and there's one in JP oh. and Brookline just started their own this year too. Wow. Earlier uh, last month. So where you're not in JP though, are you? I'm going to be doing the show in JP. Yeah. At one of your friends. At somebody else's. Pl- somebody else's porch. Yeah. I My love, porch is How's porch fest? Is it cool? I haven't made it. Out. It is a great, awesome idea. I it's did super porch fest cool. last you see year. People all over the place. Like, is there Basically, stuff happening? Oh yeah. There's probably like seventy some acts throughout the. Throughout and random people will just walk up to your porch and watch your stuff. Does it happen? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. oh, that's all people do is they walk up and down the streets just watching different artists. And you can drink outside during that day. Uh, I will be. Well, I people don't know do. <laughs> I don't know if they legally allow it, but they will be. They have to. That that's awesome. So, but having you finish up Radio Month, this is a good opportunity for me because even though we're friends and we know a lot about each other, we've never done like the like our history st- stuff. Like we barely know where either one of us came from. Who cares? Like I know your heart is here from Boston, but were you born and raised here in Boston? No. No. This is weird. Now it sounds like you're like interviewing me. Like that's what I was going for. Go to your past. <laughs> Like well, we were up I'm trying to this make point, it, so going back to I was trying to, to make it sound weird. natural and just, you know. Yeah, but naturally, would you ever be like, oh, Shane or Jackson or whatever I call you? Oh, are we allowed where, to call you by your, your Christian name? where you were born. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because I actually don't know. Cause... Yeah. So I was born in New Jersey, and I lived there for like nine years. And okay. then my parents moved to uh, to Burlington, Vermont, and then I came up. Okay. I grew up I knew in you Vermont. Were... So you grew up in, in in the New England area. I knew that. Yeah. And I don't know when you you and Kristen, your wife, met in, in college. college. We met in yeah the uh, we met pretty sweet actually. My I think my I love my story for like I'll put it up against other people's stories about the romantic get together thing. Okay. Because we met each other at orientation for college, and I had a couple buddies that we met real fast, and I hung out with and stuck. They were my best friends through college and all that. And uh, she was on the other side of the bonfire. So it was like us on one side and she was on the other side. And she was cute. And like I had a girlfriend at the time and all that. And so I had no ulterior motive and anything. But they kind of, they dared me to go and talk to her. And I don't know why. If it was like a joking dare or what it was. But Was I your over. girlfriend in at college with you or was she back in Jersey? Yeah. Or she, Vermont well, she was. She Vermont came from matter. upstate New York. Okay. And then we went to college in upstate New York somewhere. And that's that's where we met at the orientation for that. And Because uh, yeah, I thought you went to college in Buffalo. No, Plattsburgh. Plattsburgh. Okay, yeah, that's so close to Buffalo. Pretty right? much the same thing. Lots of snow and ice. But the, uh, <laughs> so I went up to her and I did, and it, we met. Then we became best friends. We went for walks all the time and talked about my girlfriend and whatever and all that. Like how she helped me and all this. Had no thought that she would ever be whatever more than that. But she was my best friend. And then we would go to keggers all the time. And it was funny that we were at the, the soccer house at a kegger and we were. Did you play pretty, soccer? No, no, we just went oh. to the soccer house for parties. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I can't, I know you're. I do you're, love soccer. My brother's, he's a coach at University yeah, of South but Carolina. I, can't, I know you like watching sports, but I can't imagine you playing sports when you're oh, younger. Oh, stop it. Like, I'm in a, I'm going into a basketball league, man. I was. Are you? Dope basketball. That's my game. Uh, well, but, everyone who's three inches taller than me thinks they're dope at basketball. Exactly. Because they're so much. Because they're going to be, they're already three inches closer to the ring than I am. Yeah. The ring, the hoop. <laughs> the, what do they call it? The basket? I don't know. Yeah, the basket, whatever it is. <laughs> the, the, the ring? The ring toss? The, Are we the, playing the, the ring anything toss? that's in the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you touch net if you jump? I don't think so. Oh, damn. Are we, wait, anyway. are we talking about elementary school or like NBA? You might be able to now. Oh, you're talking about those low hoops? Dude, I. I Dude, I I lost weight. I didn't get taller. You probably still like, couldn't touch net on those low weight. I didn't get skinnier because I got stretched vertically like oh. a Stretch Armstrong doll. It's a visual Armstrong. It's a visual uh, illusion. 
<laughs> but anyway, so sophomore year, middle of the uh, right before Christmas break, we go to this place. We're hammered. One of my buddies just goes, uh, "You guys should just like hook up, like being stupid." And yeah, we're like, like as friends do. And there's okay, like you're well, just hanging out. I was like, "Why don't you guys just make out?" Yeah, and he was like one of our best friends too. So it was just like messing around. And then we were like, "Okay, well." So we hooked up, and then we went on Christmas break the next day, and it was like weird because you don't know if you're together with this person. Yeah. You kind of talk, and then we came back, and from then we stayed together and been a long time so since 19 and you think i'm gonna tell you that what are you talking about you're a sophomore in like 2006 you're a sophomore in college it was 19 years old 96 96 yeah so you're because you're only what four years older than me i just turned 40 okay so five years yeah Yeah. because i just turned 35 Uh, i am not dealing with it well (laughs) really with the 35 40 woof Oh no! I don't. I don't I'm still trying to get used to it. Before, right before my my birthday, a week before, and Kristen had no idea that this was true, that this happened or whatever. We're hanging out outside, and I'll, I'll hang it outside. I wear a hat every day of my life forever. Yeah. But when we're hanging around the house, a lot of times I'll be outside without a hat and chilling. And she she was like, um, and I had a good amount of hair, and she was like, uh, Shane, I think Shane, real name, whatever. And she was like, I think this is about the time where uh, I think maybe you should just shave it all off. And I'm like, what? Get what? the summer cu- summer crew cut. Yeah, because in the mirror, I look fine. I was like, wow, I got hair. But I knew it was getting a little thin in the back there. Uh, okay. But she was like, oh, yeah, you can kind of see through it. I'm like, you're supposed to tell me about this before now. <laughs> like, I walked around looking like a douchebag with this donut hair. You know, like, <laughs> so since then, I shaved it off. And like, but that was right before my 40th birthday. She didn't realize it. And I was already like getting to that 40 point where you're like, oh, God, here it comes. And then a week before, she's telling me that I need to shave my head. It's a change of life. I'm now a bald dude. You know what I mean? Like, Welcome to the club, thank sir. You very Welcome much. to I'm the club. You. <laughs> <laughs> you're now a cartoon member. Do you shave it because you're bald, though? No, I shaved it because I got. I, I knew it was coming. I could tell. Have you grown it back to see what you have now? No, I haven't. I just got rid of it because I was literally getting tired of. Uh, so last you knew, I, you I was had tired it. of going going to get to the barber. You had like I had a mohawk before, shaved it off because my brother wouldn't let me manage his be a manager at his restaurant if I had a mohawk. So I shaved it off, and I was like, I look good with a shave. You head. do look good. Grew with a it shave out, head. did the fauxhawk for a little while, and then just. Said F it and took it Man, all off because I got tired. Back. Next, when, when's the last time you went back to Baltimore? Did you see everybody? I was just there in May for um for um. Did you see everybody Trump while you were looking Festival. all thinny and stuff like that? A couple people were, yeah. So uh, I was about 30, I had lost about, probably about 32 pounds by then. Because how cool would it be if you did, if they hadn't seen you forever, you slimmed out, grow your hair back and you have a full head of hair. Oh, just hide from everybody? Just no, come back incognito? Oh, you, you could probably could like, <laughs> snoop on people and get, stuff like Get contact lenses and nobody will recognize me. <laughs> That would be awesome. Well, actually, there was uh, one guy, uh, two people uh, came to my one of my comedy shows in Baltimore who hadn't seen me since, like, graduation. So yeah. uh, 17 years, probably, 15 years. They came to the show, and they're like, dude, you don't look like, other than shaving your head, you don't look like you changed a bit since high school. I was like, oh, bro, I got, like, 200. I was like, I gained over 100 pounds, and I've lost yeah, a so couple Yeah, so they thought back. you stayed the same. Yeah, they thought I stayed the same. They thought <laughs> they I just cut gained. cut out that whole middle part. They <laughs> thought I gained maybe, like, 40, 50 pounds, not 120. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it worked out for me. In What's that up, bro? Way. They just think nothing's new. <laughs> but also at the same time, they're like, dude, you look like you did in high school, which makes me realize how old did I look like in high school. Because <laughs> people had thought I'm 30 since I was 17. <laughs> now I'm 35 and I'm starting to grow just, into my yeah, age. You're growing into your stuff. <laughs> but so, nice. when you, all right, so you met her in college. Um, yes. When we worked together, you were already married. You already had kids. And but God, I just saw the video that you posted of uh, Chloe the other day poking her head up over yeah. the thing to see you. And she does that every day when I get home. Like, oh, that's, that's adorable. The, my favorite thing in the world. Uh, they're getting huge. They are. Like, little Jimmy, like when I moved here, you're like, oh, tell the girls they look so much bigger than yeah. they did last time because that's what they like hearing. And no, they literally are like humongous. Lily like, looks like a regular person almost. Yeah, right she now. looks like, yeah. Weird. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. 
So when you had kids, you were working. How much did that blow your mind when you found out that you were, that she was pregnant? I mean, was it you guys weren't planning for kids, were you? I'm not trying no, to say yeah, she was we an accident. Yeah, oh, yeah, were yeah. you already? Yeah, yeah, we were looking because for her. Because I'm well, I'm from Baltimore. Nobody plans to have kids. <laughs> no. If anyone says they had planned to have kids, it's because they're like, like, we just got tired of using condoms. <laughs> and you just ran with it. You're yeah, like, most of them was like we uh we we missed the plan B window. That's how we started planning for kids. <laughs> uh and then you never leave. Baltimore, they're born in the house, like in the bathroom, and then they stay in there and then they own the house eventually, and then they're oh, they yeah, live just in keep that passing house up too. and then generation to generation. Yeah. That's that's the reason why parts of Baltimore still have southern accents. Yeah. That's right. Because <laughs> no one's left there since the, 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 the South won the uh, since the South lost the war. I almost said the South won the war. <laughs> Change history. <laughs> uh yeah. So you guys were trying for kids, like Oh yeah, we were. And and the weird thing is like like I adore my kids and that's like my, Oh yeah, like, <clears> dude, that's life. why I introduce you as as your job as being a father is a because father. you're so involved in your kids' lives, yeah. which is But it's weird cuz like when she first got pregnant, I was excited obviously. We read that like what what to expect when you're expecting. It tells mm-hmm. you like how big they are, like a pea and then they become like a lima bean and then all this stuff or whatever. And that was cool. And then we had the baby and like the first time that like I got to hold Lily and I got to do like this uh kangaroo care thing where they put you on they they put the baby under the shirt so it's body to body and that's supposed to like bond you or whatever. like a regular t-shirt yeah i was wearing like what yeah i probably was wearing a t-shirt that's yeah. all i ever wear but you slide them right in there and like their head pops up your head hole and like you're just holding them i've never heard that before yeah it's crazy that's i think a, their head is in your head thing. hole maybe they stay in your shirt i can't remember anymore so you basically just take your kid and put them underneath your shirt yes so i was like this is great we're gonna have a bond blah 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 and then we put it back and then as the baby started growing i was like i had a really hard time not having any bond at all with my kid like i saw the baby and i was like Oh, God, I don't know if I love it. Like, I don't know. <gasps> That's my biggest fear. Yeah. I'm afraid. Like, Chris Stiles loves his kids. He, his wife just had a second kid, and he loves them. He's like you, where it's like he spends every waking moment with his kid. Like, even to the point now where he's like, dude, I go to work just so I can be happy to come back to my kid. And I'm like, I don't understand it because all I'm, all I'm afraid of is if I knock some girl up by accident and then have to have a kid, then I'm just going to go, I hate this thing. Yeah. Like, I'm Resentful, petrified of hateful, that. yeah. Like, well, I mean, how much, that's the reason why I refuse love... to date somebody. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You're going to be hitting the girls pretty hard, I think, now with this new let's body not, of let's not Let's not use words that could be uh, construed into making it sound like I beat women. What did I say? Did I do that? You're going to be hitting the women pretty hard. Oh, yeah. Like, trust me, you don't want me to say your daughters, when they grow yeah. up, they're going to When you get in trouble someday, they're going to look back on this. They're going to be like, look at this, Daddy or Dennis's podcast. He said that he hit the women. His friend said that he hits women. It's right here. We have it. Let me just show you this clip. Um. Yeah. So, so oh, yeah. So, what? like, I had no bond at first, and I was like, it took a while. Like, it's just like this little blob, and you clean you take it change its diaper you have to clean up poop and i hate that like and then you have to figure out things to do with a baby and they don't like to do anything they just lay there and so you don't know what to do it was like and i was young and it was weird and so a lot of baby einstein and stuff like that and i was working nights too so we did this split shift and it worked out perfect where Kristen was she's a nurse so she could do like work the beginning of the day so she left wicked early in the morning and then she came home not a lo- soon enough. So the baby start wakes up at like 6 o'clock in the morning, whatever. I don't remember. So I'd have to get up with the baby then. I'm with the baby all the way until I go to work, which uh, I was doing nights. But I think I still went in at like 5 or 4. And this was in Dallas where she this was This was going? in Boston here. Oh, Boston before. Here. Okay, That's where before Lily was born. Okay. And then Kristen, would, she couldn't make it there before that. So she would meet me at my work. 
grab the baby and then i would do nights i would be on until midnight i would get home at like midnight i was doing editing this video called celebrity dirt at the time which was doing pretty well but i would be up until like two in the morning go to bed and then i'm up with the baby again at six so it was like this like terrible like i wasn't getting any sleep i was trying to take care of the baby and feed it and do all this stuff and then i still had my job and i was trying to keep up this weird video thing i was doing and it it was tough man and like so it took a long time until I remember there was like a moment, and I don't know what it was. Because it but I, felt like a burden at first, didn't it? Yeah, but I don't think that was what I... I just felt... I didn't feel that connection with the baby for some reason. Like, it was weird. But then all the rest of it sucked, too. But it was... You made it through. Like, I had, like, routines where I would push her, and I would go to Starbucks, and everybody at Starbucks loved her and saw the baby, and then I got a drink, and at least it broke up the day, and it it was tough, though. But anyway, so I remember there was a moment, though, somewhere, like, at one year old or something like that, where finally it snapped, and I don't remember what it was, but, like just feeling this intense crazy love that i've never felt for anything you know like for this thing and i was like oh thank god man because i would have been the worst dad in the world if i had no connection well that's kind of the world that we grew up in like where dads just went to work came home Ugh. drank a beer yeah maybe they patted you on the head asked you how dinner how school was at dinner and that Try was to have that it. awkward connection with you before you're going off to bed with mom like, yeah like yeah that's that's the world we grew up like we're of that age group so it's not weird for me to know men who are so involved in their, their kids' lives, but it's still uncommon. For them to be that involved? Yeah. For, like, how you and Chris and, like, my buddy Tony, yeah. how you guys are actively involved in your kids' lives. I would not want to any – I couldn't see it any other way. And it actually – At this point, no. It's one of those of things not. with the parenting that, thank God, has been, like a, like, a bond with my kids that they know that I'm doing this much, and I let them know I'm doing this much. And I'm like, hey, I, whenever they do something bad, I can be like, hey – I do all this for you. I'm here for this. I do that. I do that. I do that. I do that. You better respect me by taking care of that, you know? And, and then they usually do. And, you know, it's yeah. Cool. Cause I, I, I hate to use this word cause it sounds like you guys are not you know, like you and Kristen aren't together. When I say you're pretty much the primary caretaker. I don't of think your two daughters, so. Cause I think you're with them more than she is. Right. I don't think so. No, no. Cause I work here too. And then, and she gets home a little earlier. She has time there. And then on the weekend, I mean, it's we're all together like yeah. everything we do is together I, I really think i just think in my head that i feel she it's works 50 so 50. much because of just i nurses usually work so oh much no and she only works four days a week too so she has a whole extra day off like uh, okay. she has monday the whole day but then yeah she works you know she leaves at seven but sees them in the morning because they get up wicked early and then she sees them when she gets home at like six and takes care of them you know getting at into night. bed and i get home at like seven and i help them get into bed too but she really does all that stuff or whatever for taking care of the kids, which shift was better, nights for you, nights or afternoon drive that you're doing now? Afternoon drive. I hated like when I did nights, I never got to put them to bed, and I never got to be a part of like reading them books and all that stuff, and that that sucked. And they got home from school. I don't know. I feel like this setup is better. I don't know if I spend more time with them at this point, but at least I get to see them when I get home for like a couple hours or whatever. Is it a little bit tougher to to spend time with them in the summertime? No, no. Oh, no, I meant school time. Because oh, in the summertime, time, you were yeah. watching them all day. And well, then... That's the worst, though, man, because like, I get so used to the... Because by the time you you leave, they're off school while you, by the time you get here. Right. So you don't get to bring them, get them off the school. bus or anything like yeah. that. No, no, no. And we have a sitter who will do that. Like a couple that are awesome. Yeah, because you walk them to school every day, practically. Walk them to school every single day, yeah, even if it's raining. You, yeah. you make you make the videos. Not in the... Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, Which are adorable. Daddy moments. 
they are adorable. And I'm just like, I'm like one of those ah. people. I feel terrible every time I do it because I'm like, oh, it's another cute dad moment. Let me put this up. This will get this will get a hundred likes. <laughs> this oh guys, I got I got I got to get my page count views up. Let me go make a new video with my daughters. Especially yeah, that's true. If I do start sucking, I'm not gonna lie. If I start if I put up posts, and I've been having a harder time with social media, by the way. Like I used to love putting up like jokes or funny posts or stuff yeah. like that. Now. I'm having a hard time doing it. Like, I'm like, I'll start typing it up and I think it's funny. And then I'm like, Ugh, am I really going to do this? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it feels weird at this point. So I'm having this like weird dilemma. But if I if I put stuff out there and it sucks a few times in a row, I'm like, Chloe, do something cute, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Get you up there. <laughs> Just pimp out your Eat kids this cookie. for social media weird. likes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's, we can talk about this because we both started the business before social media. How much more work is it now having to be aware of social media and additional content than when you started in radio? What's it? You, I'm a I've purist, been, dude. I've been doing it 17. I've been in the, with Clear Channel 17 years. Now, I've been in Clear Channel 13 years, been doing radio for 17. So you've been doing it, what, 22? Yeah, I started in high school, man. Like, I started okay. in like, oh, geez, like 92. Wow. So I've probably been doing it for. Good Lord. Was it four community? years? Huh? Woo! I'm a 24 year veteran, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did you start with like a community access station? No, or? I started with, uh, it was a, it was in Burlington, Vermont, and I ran the board for Delilah. It was at. Oh, the, running the Delilah show? The city with soft drug favorites. Uh, yeah, she replaced w- my buddy. F. She replaced my buddy. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. Uh, Glenn Hollis. Yeah. He was Where? Do, uh, he was out of D.C., but he was nationally syndicated. She's in D.C.? No, 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 she's not. Oh. Glenn Hollis was. He was doing it out of the uh, the D.C. Uh, he was doing it out of 1801, the uh, Rockville Studios. Yep. And it was syndicated out of there. And then- uh, Was it anywhere locally? Premier, they... Uh, they were, it was right there on D.C., and it was syndicated. Oh, okay. So Premier had him and her do this. Basically, they were both doing the oh, same show. and they bumped him? And they end up replacing all his shows with her. Wow. And he essentially got fired. He was still on locally for a little while, and then he just- No, he wasn't. He straight up lost his job. He lost his job at the station. He lost his job syndicated. And wow. he was basically How fired and replaced How old is he? older dude? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. But it was also weird things because he does all the yeah, Glenn, you know, soft rock dedication with, with Glenn Hollis. I love Smooth that. Smooth voice, great guy. And I come in the studios. This is when I was working overnight as an engineer. I'd come in the studio, do tower reads and stuff like that, and they're working on their show. Uh, and he pops over the, the IFB between studios one day. He goes, hey, uh, have you ever heard of a band called uh, Minor Threat or Suicidal? That's what it was, Suicidal Tendencies. Did you ever hear of a, band, a punk band called Suicidal Tendencies? I'm like, uh, yeah. yeah, I know who Suicidal Tendies is. How did you hear about it? Did your son ask you about them? You want me to tell you about them so you can relate to him? He goes, no, dude, I used to go see them at 82 back in the, nice. you know, the Capitol Ballroom all the time. I'm That's like, awesome. What? And then we like we would just kind of connect and as just being, you know, hanging out at night and talking and joking. And his producer and I but would all hang out and smoke cigarettes. He would hang out with us and we'd just smoke and talk. But Glenn never smoked, but his producer did. And then he started talking about punk bands. And I'm like, oh, my God. Because I just assumed he was just some old soft rock fogey who had never heard of punk music before. Yeah, and he was awesome. like, dude, I'm an original he's talking old school Jim punk. Croce right now. Here's England, Dan and Steely, <laughs> whatever. Time in a Bottle. <laughs> time in a Bottle by Jim Croce. Followed by Steely Dan. Who cares? Nobody <laughs> likes Steely Dan. <laughs> who knows any of his songs? But he's in Boston tonight. Or no, so last we, night. We connected completely on a whole other level talking that. Like yeah. He made me a mixed, mixed CD of all his old favorite uh, punk tunes like uh, with uh, John uh, John Carrollton and, you know, you know, all kinds of stuff on it. Yeah. I was just like, 
I'm, I'm gonna keep that's this really Glenn. funny because that like I have a new and game. then they replaced him with fucking Delilah. Delilah. Um, my favorite game right now to play is if I go to like a party and I and I I kill at it. I kill for real. But the in that June? No, you go to a party and you meet somebody that you've never met before. And you have to try to judge what they like for music just by seeing them for the first time and saying hello and hearing their voice. I do that automatically, but not as a parlor trick, as a reason to hate people. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got this one dude. Oh, man. And I'll call it out. I'll, I, first, I'll tell them. I'll be like, hey, I have this skill that I have, you know, where I can actually tell what kind of music you listen to. I can name bands. And they're like, huh? Because I have like, you know, like you, you listen to a wide range of stuff. Like you could pull by looking and it's totally judgmental and it's totally shallow but i saw this guy and i was like hipster looking dude like but kind of like there was something else about him so i start going through and i start with like you know uh you listen to it's one of those like mumford's and son mumford's and that's exactly the first one you're like mumford and sons and then he was like yeah semberist and then i went to like uh no the uh frontier rock band some kind of rock (laughs) like i went to some country some sort of country because he had that kind of air he's like yeah yeah and then i said a few other bands and then the one where i got him i was like and, I mean, this is not a, it's a band that somebody that everybody would like, but not this guy. If you saw him, you wouldn't expect it, but I caught something off him, and I'm like, and you have a huge catalog of Madonna on your playlist, <laughs> on, on your iPod. And he goes, oh my gosh, I saw her in concert three times. And I'm like, yes! <laughs> yes! Because there was something flamboyant a little bit deeper, you know, like, I think he's straight and everything, but there was there's, something. There's a, a, a deep hidden material girl something in there Something there that you just knew it. And he was like, oh my God, I love her! Dude, you know what? I will never fault anyone for loving Madonna because I love Madonna myself. I love Madonna. As a kid. I've like, done I will, it. I will, dude, I will. I have, have a huge Metro side. And you I will. Know this. I will. She's living well, yeah. She well, lives that place. Me, well, that, that's, you keep all your Madonna collection in your memory. My Britney's, my Britney's in there. <laughs> you love a little Britney? Spears now. Uh, Aguilera, yes. Britney Aguilera? No, no. Christina no, Aguilera. <laughs> Ex-Tina, come on. What do you like by Christina. I love everything Christina. Get a little uh, down to Dirty. Done. Oh, Dirty was a dude. Killer bass line on that song. Mm-hmm. But dude, she did that whole album, which was might as well have been like a, a swing album, electro swing album. She did? Yeah. What was off of that? By the way, this is the best part about using uh, a real studio is you could just hit that cough button. Oh, I wish. If I had one, you have a cough oh, button. Oh, you don't have a cough button on your side. I, got the I literally burped and turned my head away from the mic to burp. Did I was you like, oh, I, no, I burped over oh. here while you were talking at one point. And I was like, I got a cough button for that. Because <laughs> I don't have cough buttons in my my home studio. You don't want a cough button on a podcast. That's too corporate. Yeah, but I'm born and raised in corporate. Like, did you not hear that <laughs> schlocky fucking intro? Like, oh, thank you for listening. Hey guys, what's up? It's me, Dennis, Dennis, and this is welcome to my episode 425. Thank you for downloading. <laughs> and, and afterwards, every it's, like, it's like, going to be... My listeners, the people that listen to the show, they know already, but... Our, our market research shows that the audience enjoys when I speak <laughs> to people. That's how you should talk. That's how we would talk in this studio. In the rain. <laughs> welcome to the soulful sounds of the rain. <laughs> oh, 105.7, the rain. The rain. <laughs> <laughs> a little soft thunder in the background. <laughs> like that's what it is. Like how pop stations all have like echo, yeah, uh, reverb on their voices. Just uh, the the rain. The soft rock station plays no- uh, all the background noises. Just just rain falling down. <laughs> like their entire audience. Just that every time they listen to a break, a co- go to a commercial break, and they talk uh, up a commercial break. The entire audience gets up and goes peace. Does the pee? <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, just this constant running water in the, background. in the background. Sometimes when they're talking, it right now is seven forty. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the rain. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> Thank God we don't have a sound effects button. I know. We don't need a sound effects button. We could do it all. Yeah. Oh, there's a cricket. <laughs> all right. Anyway. <laughs> so when you had the, uh, so when you had, when did you move to Dallas from Boston? Because you went to somewhere before Dallas. I don't right? even remember the years. No, no, no. Because you did what I didn't do, and you got up and moved. You took jobs out of state. Yeah. Well, so you were able to get jobs out of state. To go to radio ideas or whatever is that i was a boston jock and i got pegged as a boston jock and it was like i did well i got on kiss 108 the big station in town and then i did nights and my ratings were great because it's a heritage station and all that you're gonna do well and then uh in the old building that i'm in now right yes started there and then i went to that new building i was there for a while but it came to a point where like i felt like i was pigeonholed as a, a boston jock and in, in Clear Channel, and I wanted to grow. And I saw all the people from New York always getting the looks. Like, started, like Premium Choice started around there. And there were some jocks that got on there. They're great, but they always were like the L.A. or the, the, you know, the New York jocks and stuff like that. And Boston jocks never got a look. And I never understood why. Chicago jocks would, too. So I was like, I got to go. I got to move and, like, make myself more national for the company. So we went down to Dallas. And plus, it was before, you know, we wanted to see something else, knowing that we're probably going to come back to the Northeast or whatever. So we went down to Dallas and... That was awesome. It super changed, and it was crazy. I did afternoons at Kiss FM there, but I knew into uh, burp that the uh... <laughs> I did a great job of hitting the call button, and then you're just gonna you're gonna out me. I saw your I saw your cheeks go out. <laughs> I even did a silent burp and still hit the call I button. I know, and I still got you because <laughs> I am a 17 year professional. <laughs> but apparently, at year 24, yeah, you, you stop caring about that. Yeah, I don't care about Jack. You don't care about Jack anymore because you want to know why. All right, so forget my boring story about Dallas. It's not boring because I no. never got to do that. I never got to travel. It was great. It was great like, to travel. I left Baltimore at you 31 came back years here. old. I got you to Boston. Yeah. I dragged at 31, your ass out of there. At 31, I finally moved I away. Know. That's very Baltimore of you, though. To get out or to stay? No, to stay. To be yeah, there you until 31. That's the weird thing. That, you know what it literally made me leave? The reason I didn't leave, I was like, oh, my dad's sick. I don't want to leave. My dad's dying. I'll, oh. uh, you know. And literally, I, I finally gave it. It was like when you, this job came up that you and Jad told me about. I, I it was like, dude, he's... It's pointless. I just got to get out of here. I've been waiting around too long. Yeah. Literally, the day Katie emails me that uh, my my boss, who has now left, had uh, emailed me about the job, I was literally leaving my my job at Best Buy, my second job at Best Buy, to go to my parents' house because my sister just called me that my dad passed away. Yeah. So it's like I literally get the call that he's dead, and then I literally get the email going, hey, you're, you have a job. Come up to Boston whenever oh, you want. Wow, that's crazy. And it's like – this couldn't have been any more serendipitous. Like the thing that was keeping me here all these years is now finally. I love my dad. Don't get me wrong, but he's gone. I, I have no reason to stick around. Yeah, the here chains off, and now, yeah, I don't have to do that. Like if I move away and then he dies and I have him come back or whatever to take care of the family, or whatever. And also, my brother had left town for Philadelphia, so it, there was nobody around. What it, brother left town? Not not your pizza brother. No, the other brother. Oh, okay. The okay. one after him. Because my my pizza brother, my oldest brother, he's He'll never not leave. Involved. He's got a he's made though, right? Oh, well, he has he has a life there, but he never – like, I don't think – since my dad passed away, I don't think my mom has seen him because it's really? not his kid. He's my half-brother. Oh, we, okay. We share the same father, different mothers. Okay. Um, I've seen him since I've been back, but I know – oh, no, that's a lie. She has seen him. She saw him a little while ago. She even mentioned that she How's that pizza play? They're killing it still, oh, right? Oh, smashing it. Like, right. I, I, I had to go off my diet just so I could you have the pizza. have to. Oh, the pizza's oh. fantastic. Not just their pizza. There's a few pizzas there that are. Oh, like, pizza so here in better. Boston is so disappointing. Oh, is it not? God. Like, like, dude, you grew up. You you've lived here a lot longer than I have. Pizza in this town is. There's, I think sucks. Pizza Regina is the best pizza, which is a chain in Boston. 
Dude, I've been telling people Pizzeria Gina's is the level of like average pizza in, Bo- in Absolutely. Boston. Absolutely. Like, but in Boston, like, that's the shit, you know, like Dude, I'd rather eat Papa John's than most of the pizza places around here. I know, here. I know. And also I get Papa John points and they give me free pizza. I had a Papa Gino's so. the other day and I was like, oh, it tastes like real pizza. Like so many of them like what are they doing with their sauce? What are they no doing? Idea. Like well, dude, like this, uh, the the SAG union came to for do, to do a uh, a meeting a couple weeks ago. Oh, because one of one of the the yeah sure uh, one of the thirty five year old veterans uh, retired finally. It's like thank God I don't have to put up with you talking bad about women every day. Yeah. But the uh, oh, the, the bigwoods were in town, uh, so they bought us all lunch for his going away because they usually buy us lunch. So they bought pizza and salad, and with the salad, this is why your pizza in this town is no good. Because it's not ran by Italian people, right? It's ran by not even by Greek people. Greek people can make a good pizza because Greek pizza sometimes, yes. Greek pizzas. Uh, I don't know Greek style pizza. I'm not sure what the difference of that is. I I'll be honest like with that. It. But I know the Greeks can make good pizza yeah. because pizza came from pita bread. Yeah. A pizza, pizza dough, and pita bread are the same exact thing. They just throw stuff on top of the pizza. Essentially, it's the same thing. So they can make a good crust, all right? And the Greeks are good at cooking. But all the pizzas here are made by Persians. Of Persian descent, based people of Persian descent, really? who have no idea how to make a pizza. So all the pizza here is terrible, and I know this for only a in fact. Boston. This is a Boston thing. I think so. Yeah, and I think the reason is because Baltimore is mostly Italian, Greek, and Polish uh, for the longest time. Do like, the Polish like, make pizza in Baltimore? No, they make. Oh, that's else. my people, man. Uh, but so the reason I know it's uh, Persians is because we ordered a salad with the thing, and instead of giving us a loaf of a, a bread, an Italian people, you order uh, you order a salad, they give you a loaf of Italian bread. With that chopped middle, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah, barely, yeah. like, halfway Which cut through. doesn't get through the bottom, and you gotta rip it? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. They'll send you that with a salad. They sent us flat pita bread, and that's how I know it was Persian. Oh, we get a lot it. of that stuff around. Yeah, you're right, you're right, okay. Like, you get, like, how do you eat a salad Greek, with pita bread? Greek pizza send, then? Hmm? What are the Greek, if you get Greek pizza, what do they send along? Uh, the no, they'll probably send you, you Italian bread, they'll send an Italian bread, too. Because they because they're they're holding up the Italian tradition, huh? I, I mean, if they're that. if they're doing a pizza shop, you're right. Most though, Greeks own diners, is, or sometimes it's also the pizza dough, just like cooked real flat that you could rip and do all that. That almost looks like a pita, but it's the pizza. Oh yeah, dough. it's the same. Yeah, I call it pita. It's basically they just take the dough and they cook the dough. It's essentially pita. Uh, but yeah, they just because you the also pizza will dough. get pita bread sometimes with your salads. Uh, it's probably like I said, pizza dough and pita bread is basically the same. Yeah, they just with the pita they that it. Because you don't have the sauce on top of it weighing down. Like, if you just took a pizza dough yeah. and you cooked it, it'll puff up in the middle like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, the reason it doesn't is, is exact same thing. the sauce. That's the one thing I don't get is, like, and I love it, but, like, they taste so different, but a cheesy bread, and they give you a side of marinara? Mm-hmm. It's, exact, it, you, it's pizza. It might as well. Yeah, it's it's pizza deconstructed. But it's for de- some reason. Call it, it deconstructed pizza and get tastes, points. It tastes better almost. It does, I like, think. I have no idea why. why like, but I'll then you eat. also make that ch- that decision where you're like, are we going to get pizzas, you know, breadsticks with marinara? Or are we going to get pizza? Oh, we need a pizza. It's the exact same damn thing, and the other one tastes better, and you eat it as an appetizer. Yeah. You, you, you have pizza as an appetizer for pizza. Nothing but bread. It's all bread. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's no different than Mexican food. It's like if you if you break down Mexican oh, food. Oh, everything deconstructs through the exact same yeah, thing. You're right. It's yeah. meat, uh, meat, vegetable, cheese, in a tortilla shell. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Please tell me what Mexican dish I'm talking about. Oh, enchiladas, <laughs> tacos, burritos. There's, there's more nuances. There's like those sauces. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Basically, if you take a taco pour sauce over it, that's enchiladas. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's all it's about that. Meat, vegetable, and cheese. If you melt stuff that in a cheese a little bit differently, then that's a Rayano. <laughs> I don't know what that if is. You, <laughs> you just made that up. <laughs> that is me. I don't even I'm know. pretty sure Rayando is a gas on the elemental cha- the, the <laughs> elemental chart. I think Rayando is actually Lady Gaga's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> That's her Greek uh, beach boyfriend. <laughs> He's massaging her feet right now. <laughs> Dude, and he speaks only in the third person. He's yes. Like, would would Gaga like Rayondo to, to massage the left yes. foot now? <laughs> <laughs> Rayondo would like to caress your breast. Yes. So, yes, pizza here in Boston sucks and it's very disappointing. I hear North End is good because that's where the Italians are. I have not had North End pizza yet. I haven't had one bad piece of food out of the North End. Woof. You haven't gone there yet? Nah, I've Skinny walked you through can't the go there because you'll be fat you by the time you leave. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> that place is good. Well, uh, this is the thing. I almost had a cannoli from Mike's because I was taught – I met so – uh, I was at an open mic and I met a girl who had just moved to town uh, who was going to be roommates with another uh, comedian of mine. And we were just talking, hanging out. She felt like hanging out. And I was like, well, I'm not going to leave you alone. We'll hang out. And she was like, where's the, where, where's this cannoli place everyone talks about? I'm like, I guess it's up here. So we went, we walked up and they were closed. And I was like, all right, well, not going to have cannolis. And then we just walked around for a little bit more, talked to a gay couple, hung out with them, went uh, to some bar where they were playing live karaoke and then live band karaoke. And then we split ways. Did you do off. it? Did you get up there with a live band karaoke? Nah, I didn't oh, care. Oh, that's so fun. It is fun. I would, ooh, I enjoy karaoke. Dude, you know how much I enjoy karaoke. I know. The reason Have I you ever done karaoke, the live band karaoke? No, I haven't. Live band karaoke is such a great idea. I know a guy who you does feel it like a Quincy. rock star, dude, when you get up there. Well, I've hung out with actual rock bands. So. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Excuse me, Mr. Host of the Podcast. <laughs> 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 but anyway, so when you moved to Dallas, how old yeah. was Lily? Uh, we Chloe was born there. Lily was two when she was born. I think so we went down there and she was like one or something okay. like that. And there was so much new stuff to learn about, like – you have a little kid and you're trying to like, and she walks now and you have, I have a fenced in backyard as everybody does there. And like, she's walking around and she got attacked by like ants. And I'm like, what in the, what is going on? Like these crazy <laughs> ants were all over her and they swarmed fast. And then I found out that's like the most normal thing. Like the fire ants down there are crazy. You step on their hot, like on a regular thing that looks like here. If you saw a little anthill and you yeah, step an on it or whatever, they and come they out so fast and they get it. They cover your whole leg. Oh, that's like that bad Indiana Jones movie that happened. For sure. Crystal Skulls. Yes, exactly. I can't believe I referenced Crystal Skulls. They're going to take my nerd card away from me. No, that makes you extra nerdier. Yeah, well, you I did that? see it. You kept on going through. You, you followed it through. Yeah, I, I, I soldiered through that, that bad Indiana Jones The best reference. thing that I saw in Texas, though, have you ever seen, I might have told you already, a tumbleweed, though? In real life? In real life. Because what do you in picture? A, in, a, in a non-frontier town? No. Even in Because I didn't see town. one in Austin. I was just in Austin in March. Which, oh, by the way, one? I loved Austin. Oh, did you do? Uh, you did I, I, South, I honestly Southwest wish comedy I, down there. I did. I do. I honestly, and I love. I I I've always wanted to come to Boston. I'm here in Boston. I'm happy here in Boston. Oh, what? I just have a poor quality of life, but I enjoy Boston as a city itself. And you're except for everything ends too early. Poor quality of life because of what? Because I have a terrible job with terrible uh, hours that doesn't so pay me enough wise. to live. Okay, got you. But uh, I uh, there's a part of me that really wish I would have went to Austin instead of here. Like now that I spent 35 hours in Austin, yep. Texas, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, but no, I never. I don't think I've seen it. I didn't. Would you go down there? Are you gonna? Are you thinking of moving? I. Well, no. I'm probably if I when I leave here, I'm gonna leave for LA because I'm getting to the age where if I want to continue doing comedy and entertainment, I have to either at some point have to move to New York or LA. Really? And I'd rather be in LA than New York at this point. Even though I New believe York is in more, you and all that stuff, I really do. But that's crazy, dude. Like. You could like that's you could fail easy out in L.A. Yeah, well, I'm. I'm but not you can make it big too. I I'm mean, not like, gonna. Well, I'm not. I'm not gonna look into be the next Brad Pitt. But there's a, a living you can do out there. And of course, if you're in L.A. doing comedy, that, right? you have to start. You have to tour. So granted, I could tour from anywhere. But the hub of all that stuff is L.A. So wow. like New York, you can just do, do be it, a comedian in it. New York and and occasionally do some other guest spots on 
TV commercials, whatever stuff like that. But if you want to do more of entertainment beyond just doing stand up, LA is where you want to go. And that's is that what you want to do more than just? Yeah, stand-up? I would love to do other things than just stand up. Like what? What other entertainment stuff? Not acting, hosting. Really? Yeah, you should do it, man. Uh, I know I should be doing. I should have been doing stuff 15 years ago, and I'm, I've. That is like so, I'm trying to get into that stuff, but yo, it's, man, it's, it's hard so to risky, it's hard to break you, those things. What are you worried about? Worlds. What would you be worried about losing if you went out there? If I went out there, would I be losing? Is, yeah, no. What would you be worried about losing? How so? What do you mean? Like if you went, like, out I, there, like, I would what go there today. From going, going I would out go there? today if I could. But oh, really? The only reason I won't go is because I I won't leave unless I have a job. Right. Because I don't want to be homeless. That's that's the only thing. The only reason I had to, the only reason I moved to Boston is because I had the job. Right. If it was, hey, come to Boston, you'll find a job, never would have happened. Yeah, totally. So I'm when I'm able to financially leave and I know I can start looking for jobs out there, I'll take, uh, I'll look for a job, get a job, and move out there. That's my yeah. plan. Wow, that's I'm not going to go out there without a job and look for one. Yeah. I can't understand how people do that. Like no. I've known so many people to do L.A. and New York. That's what I was thinking and, you were talking about. And Austin. About. And just like, oh, I'll find a job when I get out there. I'm like, and then you're Ew. screwed or whatever. Yeah, that's, but also, that's the scary part. Like, they're also yeah. 10 years younger than me and they don't care. Like right. I don't want to ever wear a name tag ever again. You know? Yeah. Like, you've been doing radio long enough. Like, other than radio, have you had any other side jobs? No. I mean, I started, my first job was Friendly's. Lucky like, son I was of a, a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> side jobs. I mean, you've done side jobs, but they've all been radio. Shoot, yeah, man. Yeah. Or radio adjacent. I've been lucky as hell, then, for yeah. sure. You know, Dude, my buddy Chris Stiles, who one day will be on this podcast. He wasn't on for Radio Week? I haven't been, I know. I didn't I get thought you would do a phoner. I did one phoner with Scott. Kane's oh yeah. Oh, okay. Oh wow. And by the way, the day how's he doing? Is the he day good? after I released Scott's podcast is the day all that that Kane stuff went down. Oh, it did. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm literally like promoting the thing. I was like, That's should good, I pull this down? Been, I'm sure you would have. Or should canceled. I use this this scandal to my advantage? He would have been canceled. He would have been <laughs> muted. <laughs> How is he? Is he good? Is he's he good? Him? No, he's great. Is he in Baltimore still? He is in Baltimore. Yeah, he's so doing he's everything the same. from Baltimore and yeah. everything. He's doing everything the same. Who is now the program director there in Baltimore? This is not uh, Rob. Uh, Rob Cruz. Rob Cruz. Is he good? Is he like? No, dude. No, this is the thing. You know what the station has returned? And for the listeners. Jackson and I, how we met is we worked at 104.3 together in Baltimore. I was already there because it was uh, Channel 104.3, an alternative rock station that I pestered and bugged the interim PD to let me help out with in D.C. You should have been on the as air soon as that, it, I, I, Dude, I was the first live voice on air. The only reason that happened is because there was a tornado and they wanted me to do weather updates. Wow. In between songs. That's so I, I intro songs and did weather updates on all the stations. For that, um, you should have been on air then. That should have been the start of your on air. And that's the thing. I did a few fill ins here and there. And when they brought in programming directors, they would let me fill in. But then the situation came where I was running uh, the board ops for the satellite or for the the syndicated Elliot. We were broadcasting Elliot in the morning uh, from DC up there as well. And I was running it. I was running it two days of the week, and another guy was running three days of the week. He originally was doing it. I was coming in to help relieve him of his of, of his duties, basically, because he was doing too much and getting burned out. And he was driving up from from Rockville, from D.C. every day to do it. Oh, really? Like they hired a D.C. board op to do this instead of me. Like the day this happened, when you're I literally there. went in there and said, "Hey, I live ten minutes away from the studio. Yeah. Let me do something." I pestered them for three months before they. And finally you're so put me overqualified on. for it anyway, because oh, you also I'm, have all your engineering stuff. Gar- and all that. Retardedly overqualified. <laughs> but so they were doing it. He was doing it, and then I started doing it. Then he quit. I was doing it for the full week, which was thirty-one and a half hours or thirty-two hours a week, which violates the company's policies of part-timers. So instead of making me full-time, they hired another person in, gave him three days of the week, and put me back to two days a week again. Then he quit. I see why you were so salty when I showed up there. Dude, I went through this another time. They hired another guy. Same thing. He quit. 
And then they brought in Chris. Then I walk in the door. And, and then they brought in Chris. Yes. And Chris and I were doing it. Yep. And we got along and I didn't care. But I mean, our hours basically, our, uh, the money equaled out because I got paid half as much more than Chris did. That's why I got the, sh- the short end of the, of the hours because they had to pay me my engineering oh, rate, yep. which was half as much more as the board operate. So you were there two days a week and when I got there and Chris was there three days a week, yeah. I think. Yeah, I was there yeah, Monday, yeah, Tuesday, yeah. and Chris was Wednesday through Friday. Yes. Um, so then they flipped the, st- the station from alt-rock to pop. Yep. And that's when they brought you in. Yep. And I was just like, I'm going to take this opportunity because I'm the only – me and Chris are the only two who didn't get fired. Yep. Oh, so before I even talk about it, they were putting me on intro uh, occasionally yeah. to fill in. But then they stopped putting me on air to fill in because they couldn't pay me the extra hours because I was already over hours. So then when Chris finally got hired, money or whatever. they were just not putting me on, not putting me on. And eventually they started putting me on. They're like, and listening to my tapes. They never listened to anything I sent them. I know for a fact because I was like, they're not listening. I'm just going to just go off the rails and do whatever I want, basically, on the And air. then what would they come back and say? Like, Nothing, because they never heard it. But you would ask that. Would you ever ask them? Like, hey, what would you think of my tapes? I sent them air checks. And they would never get back to you? Just never not say send emails back? Literally, one of the things I did is I had my buddy's <laughs> bar. I made him put the, sh- the, radio state- uh, the radio channel on the bar. And then he would give away free shots every time I said a secret word on the air. And the secret word was uh, squeegee. So I did... N- for. for a four-hour break, I said squeegee 12 times in four hours, what? blatantly saying it, blatantly pointing out, I was like, hey, by the way, if you're listening to the show, head over to Bad Decisions Bar in Fells Point. We're doing a little contest that every time I say a secret word, the bartender and owner, John, is going to give away a free shot. And the secret word- You would do a four-hour air check of this? I would send them all the breaks, yeah. So would they play that in the bar and people would actually play that game off your fake air check? No, no, no. Oh, no, no. I gave the air check awesome. to the bosses. Yeah. They were listening to the show live. Yeah. So every break, I would come up and, and oh, they I were listening live at the bar. Yeah. So every time I said squeezy, the, the the bar would give away shots. Stop. Yeah. So the people in the bar thought they were watching a live, real radio broadcast, but they it was were just listening you to doing a, a no, fake. no. They were listening to a real radio broadcast. But you weren't on the air anyway. I was. Where? I was doing it live at Channel. Oh, you were actually on the air? Occasionally, they'd let me fill in on the air. Yes. Oh my god, that sounds so crazy. Occasionally, and they stopped putting me on air. When I was running five days a week before they hired Chris, okay. because it was too many hours, okay. they couldn't put me on air because I was already over hours. I got you. So they took that away, and when they hired Chris, it was still a bunch of months before they put me back oh, on. Oh, I never knew that. That's crazy. Man. Yeah, I was basically just doing weekend fill-ins. Yeah, but you were it. doing remotes where you were like hosting a party. That's crazy. Well, no, man. I was in studio, and they were broadcasting it. They just turned on the radio at the oh, bar. Oh, I got and you. I was so in you the just studio. Into that. Oh, okay, I got you. So I yeah, know, I was I in the studio, no, and no. I was. Just Doing a regular, regular show. Regular breaks. So one of your breaks, then, you would say squeegee. And that's I would find a way at that bar. And they would give away shots. Yeah. That is so, so funny. So I, I would air check that. Put every break in an okay, air check. I got you. Give it to Ty Bailey and Dave Wellington. The way program to call them out by name. Look at this. I would give it to them. <laughs> like, please give me feedback. And they would say nothing. So I know for a fact they never listened. Wow. So eventually after a couple months of having Chris there, I'm back to my regular hours of two days a week. Ty goes, hey, we want to give you more hours on air. But we need you to do that. So go ahead and fill in this day. Send me the air check. I'll give you a critique. Give her the air check. She goes, I, I've listened to it. I, I don't have time to do the air check with you. But I've listened to it. I have notes. We'll give it to you. So week went three, four weeks went by. She goes, all right, look. You're doing everything right. But there's things we need you to work on. And for you to work on, we need to give you more air time. So we're going to give you more air time in the next coming weeks. Uh, I just don't know when. But we're going to put you on air more for on weekends. And I was like, all right, awesome, great. Two weeks later, they flipped the format. Oh. I don't think it was two weeks. It wasn't even oh, two weeks. No. It was like 10 days later, they flipped the format. 
to was the like, pop station, and then I show up, and that's when I get salty, <laughs> mad Dennis, who stole, I stole the opportunity from. Oh, that sucks. Dude, I even actually filled in for Elliot. Uh, you, when the, the morning, morning show, yeah, when the morning show went away, when they, and they were just on a holiday, and they would just play music, they had me fill in. Wow. So I did weekend, weekday mornings, too. I was like, I was doing a morning show. And okay, you weren't so talking filling. a lot, though, were you? It was just no, you just in music there. breaks. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. No more than 13 seconds, 15-second talk-ups. But still, you were filling in for yeah. Elliot. You were on in the morning. That's yeah. crazy. In Baltimore only. Only in Baltimore. Who cares, man? That's cool. It's a huge market. Exactly. And I was excited to buy all this and then happy. And then they flipped the formats, and I decided to make Damn. the best of it. That I could, and that's why I sucked up to you. Uh, sucked up to you. Like the day you came, I was like, "How do you like your coffee?" Because I'll have coffee ready oh, for you every morning. Man, that like, was the worst dentist in the world, dude. <laughs> and you were like, "I don't drink coffee. Please leave me alone." It's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, because you would jump, and I and I'd be like, and I could tell you were putting it on so much. You were so hard. You were like, "Oh, hello. How are you doing today?" And I'm like, "Bullshit. You don't talk like that. <laughs> what are you doing?" Especially since I've been up since. Yeah, you were up. For, I, I was doing overnight. Right, so you were doing that, and then. Producing the show in quotation marks yeah, they because they told me Chris uh, would come in at four. Uh, my Monday, I would come in at nine o'clock on Sunday, or not night. I would come in at eleven o'clock on Sunday, work through till nine o'clock Monday Monday morning, yep. leave, go do my job, my my side job or whatever it was at Best Buy, come and then come back at four a.m. the next on Tuesday and yep. work till ten, and then Chris was only doing four to ten Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Right. So that's how our hours balance out. I did one long day, one short day, and he did three short days. Got it. Um, but so, but I also, since I took the bus would come in at one in the morning and sit there or or take a nap from, uh, get there about one in the morning, take the last bus from my place to there, get there at one in the morning, take a three hour nap, wake up and then start doing things. And then you would come in at like six o'clock, five 30. No, stop it. Five 30. I showed up way earlier than that for sure. Was it? Okay. I know I woke up at, I think I got there at four 30 or at least that's when I shot for. And I think I'm four 45 sometimes, but I think that's when we started. Okay. That sounds about right. But that was hard, dude. That was the worst. Oh, well, for some people, morning radio is the worst. Waking up the No, hours. it's not the morning radio part. Like, I know. The waking up. No, it's not the waking up part, man. Like, the, the fact that it was, that was the toughest. Like, and now we're getting serious again for a second. Because the, that was my opportunity. That was, like, the opportunity to become a morning person. And I know I can do it. And I knew yeah. I could do it. And, and like, you can. And I can do it. I know. But, like. And you did. And no, unfortunately, you just I, it was so You were handcuffed. We were told, like I was told going in there, that I was going to be the new morning show, that they're going to push us hard. It's a clear channel station. It's going to be big. We're going to put you out. You're going to have billboards. You're going to all this stuff. Blah, 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 blah. So this sounded awesome. To me, I pictured that as being, okay, we're going to build a show. I'm going to be built. There's going to be a show built around me. We're going to have a co-host, maybe a, another one who's a producer who would be a third voice. Third chair producer. You and know, that's what I was banking for. I We would have a phone screener for. who would be a part-timer or something like that. So there at least four people there support where I could build and like grow ideas off of and stuff like that, that we could all have a perfect say and build something cool. You know, what it became was I got there and like, there was nothing like you guys were there for me, but you got, you were working two days a week. Chris was working three days a week. So I didn't have anybody who was like, my assistant yeah i didn't have a producer like a number one like let's let's do this let's build this thing and all that you know i, I mean had, i did my best to try you and did, fill that and you role. did a great job and like in both you guys like I, you would always have show prep and like you would give ideas and all that stuff but like looking back at it i needed like a team we, we needed like a, a yeah. team that was full-time going for it you know and and i didn't have that and it was to the point where like but they were expecting me they would always compare me to kane in in baltimore when i would sit down and they'd be like well, you know, Kane could do this, and Kane has this, and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, Kane has a staff of, like, freaking, like, ten seven people, people, probably. Yeah. Seven, seven people. Ten people. 
and they're like helping him like come up with content like and, and putting stuff online and all this and i'm expected to do all of this and they wanted me to do two minute breaks but like if you're one person and you have nobody and the phone's not ringing because it's raining outside like it would every time in baltimore all of a sudden you want me to fill two minutes i'm gonna be the boringest motherfucker you know because i got nothing for two minutes you know honestly like that's too long to talk to yourself oh yeah I, like I think, two minutes uh, talking to somebody else yeah you could do yeah 30 seconds is too long for, I mean, you could probably pull that for one person, like 40 seconds, but anything yeah, over imagine that. Imagine going, by the way, on stage for five to 10 minutes and talking. Well, but that's but again, a whole I, different medium. It's a completely different medium, but I also have time to prep that. I'm not creating five to 10 minutes every day. And not f five to 10 minutes every, like three times an hour, four times an hour or oh, whatever yeah. it is. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, there, nobody plus, talks more than radio people. I don't think that radio is comedians either. Like you're not there to like, some people think they're there to tell jokes, but like, our jokes suck sometimes. You know, like you're there to relate to your listeners, yeah. to relate to the audience. If you could be funny while you're doing it, then that's fantastic. And sometimes that works out, and sometimes you look like an idiot because you give it a shot. And like, yeah, like I want to swing for the fences every time. And if at least I'm being true to myself, and I'm going to say something that if I shut the mic off and people are like, "Oh, that was like weird and lame and stupid or whatever," at least it's me. Like I'll yeah. be like, you know what? That's mine. Oh, dude, I'm a when I'm actually happy, I'm a big goofy dork. Yeah. But it's very rare that I'm happy, so nobody really sees the big goofy dork of me. <laughs> I see the big goofy dork, for sure. Because I'm happy around you. Oh, that nice? <laughs> it's because we but... drink. <laughs> oh, by the way, how's that, how's that cookie sponsorship coming along? What's the cookie sponsor? Oh, oh. that's gone. Is it? So now I had it. Oh, I can't speak about some of this stuff. <laughs> it's not, not possible. Hey, I was I doing have, a great job making it sound fast. I have a new, new person who makes cookies, but I don't take cookies in anymore because that's like, I don't want to eat a cookie. So now it's like a drop. Well, you got to watch your waistline. It's some drops that I could put in water. And like, <laughs> that's what I like now. Okay. All right. That's right. I've heard they do that. That's not my bag. So <laughs> right, I got to get into that or something because I'm, I'm 13. No, because that's going to make you eat. And then you're going to like, oh, be back I love to snack like, cakes uh, so much. Like, I don't need that to, to have snack cakes. Did you have a, an operation on your stomach? No. You didn't do that. Chest operation. I know. I knew Heart. about that. Dude, you're the second person in two days that thought I had the, the no, stomach No, 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 no. I knew about the, the chest thing, but I thought, I didn't know if there was a second thing that you had done to your stomach that just made it smaller no you just like wow good for you dude no you're, you're the second person in two days that thought i had uh a state uh, like a stomach reduction stomach stable. Surgery. lapis yeah, hocket yeah. whatever lapis hocket. Yeah. that sounds like a, a weird not that lake. it's bad but then i also think somebody like, yesterday I was, was thinking like, back to what you said coming in and you said you didn't you feel worse than before you had the operation and then i started thinking right now maybe it's because he had that operation the chest operation yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i knew the chest operation yeah the yeah, stent yeah. well i my i haven't told you this Mm -mm. Um, and I, don't, I, get, I have told the listeners. Bombshell, people. Oh, I guess you already know. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I guess I your a, listeners know more than your friend. Thanks. <laughs> I had a second one done in uh, April. Shut up, dude. And I had a stroke after the surgery. Are you kidding? Nope. Not kidding at all. So I don't what? think I told them about the stroke part. Well, it was a, it was a TIA, which is a mini stroke. Basically, you, you, uh, after 24 hours, all the care, strokes had been still a away. stroke. That's there it was. Yeah. I, basically, what had happened was while they were in there in the surgery... They think, and I was talking to my cardiologist about this a couple of weeks ago because I had an appointment with him, is when they're in there, he didn't do the surgery. I went to a different hospital because I was closer. They were doing the surgery, and they think they knocked a piece of plaque loose, and instead of catching it, it went through oh. and got lodged in here. Well, on my left side. Got lodged in my uh, What does that mean? The arteries what, my left. What's the end? Are you okay? What? what? Oh, uh, I'm, spo I'm supposed to go see an eye specialist, but I haven't. Um, I was supposed to make an appointment to go follow up on yeah, an eye yeah, specialist. Yeah, 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 my dad. Can... Yeah, he had a stroke, uh, and then, like, yeah. Get so basically, the I just, I dem up. all they told me at the hospital was I demonstrated stroke-like symptoms. 
And they determined that I had what's called a TIA. I don't know what that stands for. Basically, it's a mini stroke. A stroke is a heart attack in the brain. So yeah. a heart attack is a 100% claw uh, uh, when an artery gets 100% blocked. I had a 90% blockage. Uh, so, yeah. Semantics so you got, you had an A minus. Yeah. You got an I A-. basically had a heart attack. Uh, <laughs> technically, I did not have a heart attack. But also, really figuratively, have. I had a thousand. You could have had a heart attack by the time. So when you get plugged at any point, what percentage can you start having a heart attack at? Uh, a true heart attack is a hundred percent. Oh, it has to be at that point. Oh, uh, full right. blockage is a heart attack. Ninety percent. I was technically, or uh, was figuratively having every time my heart beat, I was figuratively having a small heart attack because even though my heart, the chambers of my heart was getting blood, they weren't getting enough blood. Gotcha. So it was figuratively a heart attack. That's what caused the pain. But it wasn't a true definition heart attack. And as the joke in my set goes, I'm very adamant about saying it wasn't an actual heart attack because between my anger issues and my poor diet, friends have been betting I will have a heart attack by 35. And I was five months away from turning 35 and I wanted to beat the spread. (laughs) Hey, nice. So (laughs) I uh, had basically – and then a stroke is 100% blockage of one of the arteries in the brain. Uh, The – the piece of plaque that they knocked out of my heart probably traveled through my entire system and got lodged temporarily in an artery near my eye or in my brain somewhere and then released itself out. Yep. Because uh, after the surgery, I was sitting there and I had like snow. Like in if, your you turn eye? A, uh, if you turn like a TV to a static yeah. channel and you get that snow, that black yep. and white snow, I had that in the corner of my eye for about an hour. Huh. And that's when they took me for a CAT scan and all this. Like, all right, well, you didn't have a stroke. But we think you had a TIA because a TIA is a, a mini technical stroke that happens in the brain area, not exactly in the brain, but near the brain area from what I understand. Uh, and the symptoms go away after 24 hours. So after 24 hours, you couldn't even tell if anything happened at all, whereas a stroke has long-lasting effects. Wow. Yeah. So basically a piece of plaque got lodged in there. and Dang. That's scary, man. It was, yeah, super scary. So Does that's that one reason. You more at, like, are you more at risk at this point because of all that? Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm – I'm at risk of dying between now and April. Like until April, they won't. They, they can't build. They can't say that uh, that you're better until April. Like, really? Yeah. The first year after all of this surgery and everything, because there's a piece of metal in my chest, in my heart. There's two pieces of metal in my heart. Oh, then they're gonna remove those? No, they'll stay there forever. But it, they won't be fully in place where they can stop taking me off blood thinners and a bunch of medications after a year. Wow. So in April. Is when I'm out of the danger zone. That's crazy, zone. man. How Pretty do you feel so. about that? Do you feel think about that every day? Do you think about oh, that every moment, of, every waking moment? Like really? especially, like I was depressed after the first one. I was horribly depressed after the second one because the second one I was already working to get better. Yeah. I already lost a bunch of weight. I was eating vegetarian. I was exercising. I was doing everything. Are you eating vegetarian right now? Still, mostly. Wow. I still eat meat. I'm not sworn off meat, but I won't. I don't eat red meat right now. What do you eat for dinners then? What are your What are your vegetarian mostly, dinners that you'll do? Mostly uh, vegetarian substitutes. Like Morningstar burgers and chicken nuggets. Oh, okay. You like but those? I eat a lot the of chicken it. nuggets I, taste good? Oh, the, the Morningstar stuff tastes like food, real food. They're fantastic. Whoa. Everything Morningstar makes that I've tasted is it's great. I love uh, veggie burgers. Enough. And we I made a three-bean chili the other day, vegetarian, that was really good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it just really got dark. All the lights here. are shutting off. That the, was the, the mood cleaning lighting. crew just turned that off the lights. That happens every here. time I'm at, a, I'm at a restaurant. By the way, that's like one of our jokes. Is like we'll sit there and within like ten minutes of me being there, they bring the lights down. It's like at that time that the restaurants do that. <laughs> we go early. We go early, so we're like old people with the kids they, and all that. And now it's like, all right, mood lighting, Ooh, get the kids out. And of I here. hate the lower lighting. I like it higher. So when that happens, I'm always like, 
Man, I can't see anything now. <laughs> That's because you Every turned 40 and your vision's poor. I turned poor. 40, I can't see my hand. Dude, this is... The, Poking myself I'm, in the eye with my fork. Like, I'm glad you're at least facetious about the age thing. I know it bothers you a little bit. It does bother me a hell yeah. Because we had that one outing about the age thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where uh, you made a, a... I've always been older than I felt. You know what I mean? Like, I've always been older. And you're in a young medium. So, uh, exactly. Medium, that's so the it's problem, like, man. Like, so having to work at throw me a 40th music. birthday party. She want to throw me a big 40 thing and i'm like please don't like i can't be 40 in my job <laughs> like i'm okay at the station i'm at right now but if i ever want to go back to pop and do that again whoo they can't know how old i am i gotta like pretend well yeah because so, the station's not top 40 it's 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 oh, this, no, this one's like rhythmic. It's a rhythmic yeah. AC, so it's. So they play a lot of throwbacks. So you're in the age group. Yeah, for we're that, number but... one, number one for throwbacks, and uh, we just changed it. So and today's best hip hop and R and B. So it's, but it's throwbacks. Like we're a throwback station. Which so is, cool. is it's for for the listeners to understand what's the age, what's the target demographic of the station? The funny thing is, okay, I shouldn't throw out ratings idea. Well, so we're targeted to be women twenty five fifty four is what we target. Okay. And so younger than adult contemporary, but older than than hip hop and pop or whatever. Yeah, but then we're killing it. In I think I've been number one or number two for the past year. I think in women and people eighteen thirty four. Oh like, wow, we're crushing it! Like things, it, it's crazy. The stuff that's are we even allowed to say that in something that gets broadcast? Yeah, because people still listen to radio. No, I mean on this. Like, am I gonna? Could I get in trouble for even saying that? Like breaking down ratings? I don't think. What so. explaining what ratings are to people? No, who don't like know? the demographics. I don't. I don't know how that stuff works. But yeah, we're basically doing very well. Like yeah, it's, no, it's, you do. Well, trust me, if you were talking negatively, I think they would not want you to talk about it. But the station's crushing it. It's a new station. Yeah, and they've been doing great since day one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like they're sure. they're even they, though well, they they they. I mean, it has nothing to do with myself. Like I fell into a good situation as well. But it was. The station launched. Dude, you're a you're. I'm not gonna say this because you're my friend, and I'm not gonna say this because I'm sucking up to you because I have no reason to suck up to you. You got me my job here, and then you left me. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so you I have know? no reason to suck up but to you. But we hang out sometimes. You're still we welcome for we Easter do. or whenever I'm not at my. No, um, we ha- we hang out. And that's fine. We're friends. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, dude, you're a dynamite talent. You hear me complain about suck talent in radio? You don't fall in that category. Nice. Sometimes I wonder, like when I when you're like when I'm talking to you, like sometimes there was something. I think you could, in Baltimore. I, I, felt I think really you could do more. But you're already a creative guy. You're what radio always meant to me, where it's like somebody who has talent and going into that Here's medium. Here's where I think I you, think you don't. I think you don't do it enough. Like now I, I do. I don't know if you listen much here. Like oh, yesterday, I, I did a break. Okay. I just know from watch. Oh, just I just know from internet. Yeah, that's the oh no over here. Like what I love about this new thing that I have, Hot ninety six nine is. You know, throwbacks, hip hop, R and B. I spilled wine. Oh, don't say that. Um, and I came from the pop world. So everybody else here, the way that this station started up, they, they got so, so lucky and fortunate that they were starting a great brand, which was hip hop, R&B throwbacks, throwbacks based. And then you had Pebbles from Jamin 94.5 and she's so well known in the market and loved, loved, loved from morning shows. She was in the morning show forever. She became available because they let her go for reasons I won't say. And then she started here and launched this station, like a personality that they love the most. Like she's the... I don't know. Everybody who grew up around five years younger than me to like my age to a little bit younger than that grew up with Pebbles. So then being on this station, that was perfect. Melissa became available and she was in. Baltazar, who was like, it was Baltazar and Pebbles in the morning that 
kind of launched Boston in hip hop and all that. They were both starting this station. Then other people started falling, and now we have Ramiro and all this. So they all came from Jam and 94.5, from like the jam, the hip hop station. I was the Kiss 108 guy, a top 40 guy with a delivery that's 100% top 40, you know? Like, oh, yeah. And I can't change that. It's just the way, like, I love alternative music. I love other stuff. But I'm, and I don't love top 40 as much as some of those things. But that's the kind of delivery I have. And I, and that de- but that delivery is high energy. Yeah. And that's it's also one reason why I never semi pukey. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that whole thing, you know? Yeah, not quite puking. Well, there are a lot of people. There are people that puke when they're doing it. I mean, legitimately, I think this is how. Hey, I thanks of, for listening to the I speak like, like this. Though. <laughs> yeah, I don't, no. if I talk to you on the phone, this is how I talk. Yeah, no, you're genuinely it's not, that way. And dude, that's how I am too. That's why I I pr- kind of took well to top forty when this format flipped, and I was yeah. able to fill in. Because you're 100 percent an alternative dude, and there's no way. I love alternative music. I grew up. As a punk rocker, and I accepted music for whatever it is. But you also love pop culture and all that. And yeah. And because as much as I wouldn't think you would. I'm going to turn lights on in here. This is weird. But yeah, I can do that because my speech pattern is fast and high energy as well. And so it fits in the top 40 CHR format. So yeah. when I talk naturally, it sounds like, hey, I'm upbeat all hey, the time. Hey, it's me. I'm talking so much and loud and high. Yeah. And that, <laughs> but it's well, not whereas rock and alternative is more like this. Yeah, you know, we're I talking that's about changing rock. too, kind of. I think. Well, they want to keep listeners engaged. engaged. And they think. I like that kind of style, though. I don't mind that style. But I think if I listen to Alt Nation on Sirius or whatever, they are more. They're somewhere between where alternative was and where top 40 is. Oh, so they're uh, uh, on the delivery, you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, the the old, the old format delivery should have what basically MTV did, where it's like a little bit energetic. Yeah. But it's not over the top, like it's Top like 40 your is. friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where I think, whoa, I think they heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> they heard it on your mic, even though I had to call fun on that one. I was like, you know, I'm going to let this one fly. I'm going to let this burp fly. But yeah, no, like, all alternatives should have a little more energy than rock, in my opinion. Yeah. So I kind of fit in all, uh, like, that's always what I want to do was alternative rock, not regular classic rock, or not regular rock, album-oriented rock, classic rock, whatever you want to call these yeah. formats. I always want to do alternative because that music always appealed to me more. But doing Top 40, I fit right in it. Dude, I actually, what was it? The one, one of the notes I've been given, like, from uh, Ty uh, Bailey, one of the notes she gave me was I needed to be more energetic on air. It's like no one has ever told me to be more energetic ever no. in my life. You're, more people you tell me simmer down. You know how many people tell me go, Dennis, less cocaine. It's like I haven't even tried it yet. <laughs> like I just naturally talk fast and I'm just naturally energetic yep. and expressive and explosive in everything I say. Yep. Now granted, I did an air check uh, of just doing traffic reports for George and this I hate this note. George, listen to the traffic report, and forever, I uh, people always... The, I know they're backhanded compliments. I've gotten nothing but backhanded compliments in this business forever. It's literally, he goes, well, you don't make any of the mistakes that first-timers usually make. I'm like, yeah, because I'm not a first-timer, George. I've been doing this 15 years. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry about that. But the second, <laughs> the second note he gave me was, your voice goes up an octave. When you do your reports, why is that? And I was like, "You're a top forty jock." Well, no, it's because I smile when I do my reports. And he goes, "Well, why are you smiling?" I was like, "I was like, you've never heard this octave because you've never heard me smile here. Yeah, like, yeah, you can yeah. literally tell the difference in tone." George, and I'm, I'm overdoing it a little bit right now, so that for the listeners that, to pick up the difference of everything. But essentially, when I smile, my voice goes up an octave. 
<laughs> and when I'm that not smiling, such a cheesy radio thing though. But this smiling this is, while you talk. Like, oh, I learned that in in college. You learned that in college, what in like the but late also 90s, it, early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. yeah. But also, it does help because it makes me feel better. Like I'm happier. Yeah, on air. But does. usually when I'm at work, you feel better. I'm not smiling you because I'm at work. Just by smiling? If I smile enough, yeah. You should smile yeah. your ass off all day then. Wow, it's really hard to force myself hey. to smile. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you just made coffee. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's it, there there's that that difference uh in in the industry like format to format, people sound different. Yeah, definitely. And you naturally sound like you're part of a top 40, and I know that because I yes. know how you talk outside of Yes. Having a microphone, but that's what's been best about this. All right, so yeah, so coming to this, I'm the top forty guy. They're all hip hop people. For some reason, it took a little while, but now, like, I'm so accepted, which is amazing. Like, I can go on there and say whatever I want, and it kind of makes sense because it's me at this point. Yeah. You know, like, it's kind I went of on the goofy white guy in the hip hop station. Ah, God, I guess, huh? I guess you're you're uh, you so are goofy. goofy. I know I'm goofy. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're goofier than I am. So yesterday we did a break. The fog rolled in like crazy yesterday. I don't know if you oh, saw yeah. it. I took a picture of it. I had a. I did two shows last night. One was the Naked Comedy Show. The other was uh, at Laugh Boston. And I was walking to Laugh Boston. I saw it and took a picture and, and posted it. Was it was nuts. It yeah, was like you don't crazy. see it very often. So I saw that and I'm on the air and I'm live and I'm thinking about like what I think the best breaks are, and it's only in the moment at that time is when something like that happens and you're live in a studio and you're in the city with all these people that are seeing it for you to say something about it. That's magic. That's like the moment that makes radio. And that's so the yesterday, problem with I did a whole break as, and it was so stupid. And I know it's stupid. Like, and I knew it was stupid when I was doing it. And that yeah, was I the mean, point you're a little it. bit corny, but that's genuinely you, and that's endearing. It's meant to, and I know it's corny. It's not like I'm doing it. And not knowing it's corny. So yesterday I did a break that was uh, I did the whole thing as the as the the small or the fog monster who was invading Boston, <laughs> and I pitched my voice down and I talked about how I'm spreading all over Boston right now. And I would take a big pause and I'd be like, "You feel that? That's my body on your car." And I would turn it down, like crank it down so the pitch. And I was I was talking up a post like a 22 second post. So people who listen to the radio normally hear somebody get on the air and be like. And say whatever. Here's my liner card and blah, blah blah blah, and hit the post. Boom! And instead, it was this fucking fog monster who was rolling into Boston. <laughs> so stupid, and I knew it. And I hit the post like with something like "Thanks, baby." <laughs> really drawn out post. And I just my mind when I'm doing those breaks is picturing somebody in their car being like, "What, what the, the fuck, fuck is going that? on here? What is this?" <laughs> So it's not even like, yes, I'm being corny and I know I'm being corny, but I'm being corny because I know it's corny. I know the comedic value of seeing the person in their car fucking thinking this is the weirdest thing they're hearing and they've never heard anything like this on radio before because I think that's pushing radio further and stopping these people who are reading liner cards and Ryan Seacrest and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, No, absolutely. And that's what you should be doing in this in this medium, pushing the li- the boundaries and the limits of what you should be doing. I'm not sometimes. saying everybody needs to go out there and be weird and goofy. No, and, and, and I do and plenty like of that. liner card but breaks and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, there's that, that room for that. But also, just go do something and have fun. That's where it comes from, and nobody's and having think, fun. They're looking at this as get. a business. The difference is having fun. Like the difference is not doing what you're supposed to do and doing what radio is, because that's where it comes down to. Is that radio used to be the people that everybody wanted to be? You would listen to the radio, and they were like Dude, some of the funny. most talented people in the history of entertainment all started in radio, and that was funny, funny, funny. You would listen to breaks and be like, "Oh my gosh, this is he's a rock star," and then 
all of a sudden radio started doing like cutting it down and doing like seven second breaks and all this stuff and all that and like then everybody started sounding the same and then they started cutting jobs and there's nobody and then everybody had to learn how to be that way yeah they took the and artistry all of a sudden, out of we it. got passed by all the people that are now influencers on uh youtube on youtube vine, vine. like those people are the funny ones now so why do we have a medium where we could reach all these people, but we're letting all these other people be the leaders at that point. Why can't we find our own spot where we could do something that's entertaining in a way that they haven't heard it before? And, wow, I feel like Kanye West right now, man. No, dude, this is what I've been complaining about for years. About I wrote, I've, I've written posts just blowing my brains out and about this. this is what I live for right now. Like, sometimes, and, and it sucks because there's still industry. some, like, there's some things that I can't do because I'm limited to being one person sometimes or what my lit my callers will do you know like yeah. i have to like now i put i throw out a prize and be like call and win this prize now and i'm putting them in a drawing so i can now talk to them afterward now you have to answer this question and try to have a conversation with them because if i don't they're not going to call me in the radio station anymore you know like it's a whole different world and all that but i think we need to push our ass off so we're not like irrelevant because of all these influencers on all these like mediums that matter more to people at this point. I mean, I don't think radio will ever go away. AM might, but FM will always be here because it's still... It will always be here. It's but we free. must become a people jukebox. People always use it. Yeah, or, well, that's the problem. The reason we're becoming... Uh, the industry is becoming a jukebox is because the corporate thing is, is cutting all back. They're taking the art... They're cutting out the artistry. They're cutting out the left brain of the entire industry, and they're making it all right brain, all formal But if you think... Form, uh, what would happen uh, right now if, if, if they decided, corporate radio decided to be like, all right, guys, go for it, and... Now these people, most of them, I mean, there's there's definitely some people that know how to do it without a doubt, but there's a lot of people that don't know how to do it anymore because they came up in this radio yeah. where you only talk for seven seconds and that's what they know. Give them an open mic or let them have a little creativity and do stuff and they don't have it right now because it's... I, well, it's either they're going to flourish or die. But this is the thing. This is what you you need to do. You can't just take the reins off and just let everybody go crazy because then you're, 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 you're in a worse position than we're at the now. The ratings will drop and all that stuff they, and they'll... Prove exactly what they wanted to prove, right? Yeah. What you need to do is hire bosses who know how to find talent again. Yep. And how to teach them and all that. And yeah, and they, what they need to do is just start cutting out the people who don't have talent and can't, or who can't demonstrate that they have an artistry talent. Yep. And start putting up people who can. Start bringing in new talent. And, the, and that's what I respect at with, this place right now. We have a place like my bosses. I have two of them. Like. I have one that's right above me and then one that's above that. And the big guy is my best boss who I've ever me. worked with in my entire life. Yeah. I don't, he doesn't no, know who I am. They wouldn't give you your job because of other reasons. But the, uh, <laughs> yeah, because I worked for the competitive company. Exactly. That's a <laughs> Even though I had nothing to do with it's the company, it was the same building. <laughs> All right. So for the listeners, what happened was after Jackson had moved here to this company, um, a position opened up here and he was like, dude, I tried to steal it's him 18 again. hours a week. It's 18 hours a week. It's part-time. It's two nights overnight and one late night, just board hopping, segueing music. But it gets your foot in the door. It'll then get you're you here, here blah, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And it actually paid the same that I'm making now, if not more, actually. I thought I was going to get a pay cut and they're like, oh no, it's this. I'm like, <gasps> so and there's opportunity in this company. Exactly. Like it's, it's good. So I worked, I came in, interviewed they, they, the, 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 whatever her name was, the, who interviewed me. I forgot drop her name. Don't say that. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> well, she's gone now. Oh, she apparently. is. Isn't she? She's not here, right? Uh, Jill? Jill, yeah. Oh, okay. Jill got out. Yeah. Okay. Joan's gone. Oh, that's Jill's right. Gone. That did happen. Oh, wow. Um, okay. I texted her once because she gave me a cry. I texted her once like, hey, I'm doing a comedy show with you and the staff want to come out and see me. And oh, no my reply. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, who's this? Well, no, she even said, like, oh, I would love to come see you do comedy. She wrote that? No. Oh, it, no, no, she talked to you. Oh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, interview. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, um, she loved me, hired me. 
So they come back and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get you a board hopping and everything. I come in, I do a shift, just a training shift with somebody. Uh, and then the next day I'm on my way back for the second training uh, shift. I forgot all about and this. And she actually. called That's me funny. as I was walking in here and she goes, uh, so my boss doesn't want to hire you cause you work for the competitive company. So, uh, I can't hire you. Oh. I'm sorry. Go home. <laughs> oh. I was so, I so got excited. Fired. I worked for the company for 23 the hours. I was on my way back for the second shift. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. You have to go home. Oh. You can't do this. Well, if you want to quit, I think we have job openings here again. I'll, I'll think about it because I just uh, I went for a job interview for a sales You would need a supplementary job, I'm sure. But... Oh, to be part-time again? Yes. What are you? Stop throwing wine around the studio, man. <laughs> I just, I'm going to get my It's a plastic cup. How often does somebody use the studio? All the time. Oh, do they really? Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, but anyway, so they, but so you're happy because they're letting you be creative again. Right. Yes. Did you – so you felt a stifling of creativity I feel more creative right? here than I was in Baltimore, for sure. Because in Baltimore, I wasn't being creative. I was trying to fill the time I needed to fill. You know, and then that was a struggle. It was like, find topic that I can spread for three breaks. That was like – and it was like I would throw stuff out there that I wouldn't want to throw out. But if I had – a co-host, we would talk about something and not worry about phones. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we could talk about a topic and let it go. And if phones came, they came. And if not, but he in Baltimore, it was all. And that Dear Jackson segment, like I look back at that and I'm like, wow, that was so bad. Like how could I write letters to myself that were like so unbelievable? Well, dude, just because I, I wanted to get a rise out of people enough for the get them to call in. You know, like I like could have done a much. Did better you feel job. like that betray you betrayed yourself a little bit doing that? No, I did what I had to do to be able to, and I think that was a semi-popular segment of the show. Yeah, it was. You know, like it actually worked. Well, I tried to take it one step sometimes. further and make it a phone line <laughs> instead of a letter. I wanted to that would have been a phone good calls. Thing. Yes, but I don't think we had enough people that would actually. Well, dude, I just wanted so people in the building. Just, just yeah. people in the building come down and like I, I still have the files. Of the, like the two test runs that oh, I Jamie did, Jamie Norton coming down and saying something. Or... Oh, and I put a fake phone filter on it. Like I didn't even make them. Like I didn't. Hey, even... Oh my god, the other uh, the competition <laughs> would have laughed us out of Baltimore if it was a shitty filter on them. Going, oh hey Jackson, I'm uh, a friend. Producer extraordinaire here does not put shitty filters on <laughs> with a fake filter, but it sounded real. It sounded like a real phone call, except <laughs> for anybody with a trained ear. And if anybody was like, oh that's. That's the phone setting on Cool Edit. Totally, I would have switched he to making him through call the in. FFT filter. <laughs> I would have, dude. I would have literally made people call in in studio and just done it, done it over the actual phone to make it sound. Well, real. do you remember what I used to do in Baltimore? Like we would throw, I would throw out a phone bit, <laughs> and you would call me on it. You knew it. I would, uh, I would throw out a phone bit. Nobody would call. So I would call myself from my cell phone, walk out of the room, and do half the conversation, go back in and insert record myself. So I would sound like I had a conversation. I'd pitch myself on the line, so I do, hopefully sound different. Do a Phil Hendry. Oh, so I haven't done that for years. Thank God. Oh, good Lord. Oh, dude, I used to uh, – my first radio gig uh, – gig. Uh, in college, we were doing an internet station for college. Our college station was an internet station. And I would just for fun for – fun, uh, we had to do it was for a funsies. For You're funsies. gonna say for funsies. I just for funsies. But no, I we had to do. We were very regulated. Like he ran it like a real station. We had a playlist. It was adult contemporary. We had a playlist. We had breaks. We had to do liner reads. We had to do PSAs, and we had to do weather reports. So for my weather report, my weather report would be read uh, uh, for like a week. Was done by Sally, who's my cousin, who came down here from Boston. Oh, oh no! So I would literally have a conversation with myself. 
You would record and myself. Half it or no, no record. I would do the conversation live. Ew. So I'd be talking totally to myself, awful. and then I would I would respond back like this. Okay, have one right doing, now. Doing, uh, doing my Boston accent. Talk about Sully is talking about old. how Jackson Blue from Hot 96.9 is here, and you're talking to yourself about, yeah, I'm interviewing him. All right, let's hear it. So, yeah, no, basically, so Sully, I just got, I, I'm sorry I'm late to come hang out with you at the bar. I had to go record my buddy um, for my podcast, Jackson Blue. He's like, oh, f- fucking Jackson Blue from, from Hot 96.9? I fucking know that guy. He's wicked funny. He's corny as shit, but he he's fucking wicked funny. Shit. He's wicked funny. I like that guy. You, you know that motherfucker? You know that kid? <laughs> the best part is you were having the conversation and then when you turned to Sully you said and then he said <laughs> you, you couldn't even do the conversation as two separate people you had to put and then he said yo I know that guy <laughs> it's been good. 15 years since I had to talk to myself I know, on the radio I know, and that was putting you on the spot for sure you totally sure like, even fi- I didn't even know you it was two different people I thought it was two different people I'm pretty sure 15 years ago my fake Boston accent was better now than it is than my yeah, fake accent that was pretty shitty Boston. dude that, that didn't terrible. sound like Boston at all well, I think I used to well I could put myself to, oh, oh I had to pack my car by the garden <laughs> I had to pack my car oh that is the worst where's my khakis the, I, my, the best are you wearing your khakis hand. or are your khakis and your khakis the best on the other hand is when stations sign on and they are like somebody else from another market is launching it so they're like welcome we're glad to be in the bean <laughs> everybody here's like the bean who says the fucking bean the nobody bean. Ugh. the bean like i learned quickly that nobody refers to this as the bean town an hour and a half we're almost yeah. at an hour and a half yeah no 30 more minutes I told you, you the two minutes mark 30 minutes we were that was going to be our goal <laughs> 30 minutes but when you get talking you forget that the recording's going i know so you felt stifled a little bit in baltimore like you couldn't hundred percent. You couldn't be you. I but I love because it. they they didn't give you the resources. But that was my favorite moment in my entire career, for without a doubt, was being in Dude, Baltimore my, those two years. I can tell you still to this point my my most favorite day in in, in radio. What the day that we the, the day after the Charlie Sheen interviews? Huh? The Charlie Sheen uh, the the Charlie Sheen yeah, interview when all that happened winning and Tiger Blood oh, all that. We came up with all those Tiger Blood liners and all and that the song. Stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, was yeah. my most favorite day in radio. That's hilarious. And I literally, that's the day that I decided to start doing comedy because I left that day. I went to my my second job. I thought you were already table. doing comedy at that point, no? No. Oh, wow. That's I don't cool. think so. Was I? No, I didn't know. I don't know. That's funny. Because it was, Col- was it Columbus Day? I picture. I like- can tell you this. I that know was early when I- on, early on when we knew each other. I mean, that was. Was I already doing comedy when you moved there? No. I thought so only because of that, but maybe you started like no, six months right. in. All right, this is the thing. It was uh, I. It's weird to put things together because I, I have such vivid memories of both of these things. That was one of my favorite days on radio is when we did that, and I was like, I wish we could do this every day. Yeah. Just do things like this every day. Just And what we did, we just created a parody song from Journeys Don't Stop Believing, yeah. and we replaced the oh, lyrics yeah. with Charlie Sheen quotes. <laughs> that was so funny. And you called me that morning on your drive over. It was like, go look at the interview, find the transcript, find the, the, the lines, Find a song, figure it out, and I immediately was like, "Don't stop believing." We should do a Glee yeah. version of "Don't Stop Believing," only with the, the lyrics. Which is what I loved. Oh, good lord! And I wish I could have again. Is that like I loved kind of being the quarterback? I want. I would love to be a quarterback of a show and have people and realize their skills and know what they do and be like, give them because I gave you free reign, and especially with those other things. What was that report that you did all the time? The, oh, the who cares? Who cares? I felt I loved that. That started to July Fourth. Because Weekend. it was like not because it was filling a break for myself, which I appreciated because I didn't have enough to fill those breaks or whatever. But it was like also given the shot 
to give somebody some creative freedom of their own and just like just do it, you know, get it done. Like that's awesome. Oh, you dude, know? I had so much fun doing those things. But yeah. the reason, so the reason I started doing stand up comedy is because I I left work, went to my second job waiting tables. I walked in and they fired me because a guest heard me dropping f bombs in the kitchen. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Though so I was there. It was. I've been doing comedy. It was Columbus Day six years ago. I remember you telling me that. That's crazy, man. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Huh. Huh. That's when I decided to start doing stand-up comedy, take uh, take my my art into my own hands. Wow. Um, That's good. So, yeah, it may have been Channel 1043 Days, but I'm pretty sure it was that day, at, the day after the Charlie Sheen interviews or whatever it was. But Nice. So, But, yeah, the day That's we funny, did the Charlie Sheen show was my most favorite day in radio. Nice. So that was day. my favorite two years that I hated as well. Like, doing that show... Man, that was like it was so much pressure because I was a night guy who did afternoons for two years, and now I was gonna really go for it and do mornings. And then being there and being against the wall with like what I had. But the best thing was like that sounded really cheesy. The uh, I like the people in that town were the best, and like and it honestly has been a point like that we we had somebody in town two weeks ago. Like our one of our best friends from there, like that Chloe, she had a kid when Chloe was born and it was in Baltimore and they were like best friends and all that. And they came and visited us or she did like her husband couldn't come because he's a neurologist. He's a big timer. But the uh, and he's a great guy. But they came and visited. And it was the first time I got besides you to see some people from Baltimore and be like, OK, I can go back now. Like for forever, I really I felt like I love that city more than anything in the world. And everything I saw that sucked about it was like that was hard. And then I was like but something stopped me from going back. And like, I love so many places there and there's so many, like if I could have mothers and like all these other places that I love to like get food from or go to, or, you know, Captain Parker's pub and like mothers in federal Hill, by the way, not actual mothers. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Mothers <laughs> in federal Hill. Yeah. Yeah. The, the bar or Captain Russia. Larry's is the one I'm trying to say, by the way, Captain yeah. Larry's over there, like on that street and like all the dumps and dives and awesome places and great people that I loved there. With, like made it so hard, and I still haven't gone back yet. But I think I'm ready to go back and like visit. And, and I wish I could live there again. But now I'm trying to raise my kids in one spot and do all that stuff. But I would go back to Baltimore in a freaking second, dude. I would go back and live there if I knew it would industry wise, it would entertainment wise would make me happy. The problem is, is I there's nothing th- there for there's you nothing there that, for yeah. me. And what's the best I can possibly scene. do out of there? Even a comedy scene. What's the best I could possibly You're not make do? a lot of money. The best I could possibly do there is be the best comedian in Baltimore. And even if you were, you probably wouldn't make that much cash. No. I mean, if that matters to you. I mean, no, but you want to make a living. The best comedians in Baltimore all have day jobs still. Right. Like, there's, like, one comedian who's in the comedy scene. Like, two. Yeah. One comedian in the comedy scene who's a full-time comedian. And he has to tour the country. His home base is in Baltimore. That's it. Yeah. Like, the biggest comedian in Baltimore. We're talking about Mickey Cuchello from 98 Rock. Justin Schlegel from 98 Those Rock. Those dudes are the funniest. Rob Mayer and, uh. and Joe and uh, Joe Robinson. Joe Robinson still works in an office. Rob Mayer is the only comedian who pro- probably one of the only few comedians in Baltimore that doesn't have a day job. He only does comedy, but he also has to keep travel. But he also doesn't travel the country either. But the two of them are so – Rob and Joe, who have a great podcast that I listen to every week, The Rob and Joe Show. They, all they talk about is how they don't write new material. They do mostly crowd work because they don't want to write new material and their old material they're tired of. So they – So they'll go to a like, – They get paid gig. good money to do comedy, but – And they'll just go off the crowd? Yeah. That's awesome. They'll do a couple jokes at the beginning, go off the crowd, and then do a big closer, and that's it. Because they're, they're in a place where they don't need to be challenged. Because there's nobody challenging them comedy-wise. There's no opportunity. The, the most thing, that, the most challenge that they have is they got 
they started writing a uh, murder mystery thing. They've written like five murder mysteries that are fantastic and hilarious and wonderful and successful on top of it. And actually really good because they went to a murder mystery with their girlfriends and it sucked. Yeah. They're like, we could write something better. And that's what they did. So and they did it. That. And there's actually a murder mystery. That... Oh, they did it like within a, a month, six that. weeks from, awesome. from seeing it. That's awesome. They've written five since but then. I think creative minds Original. have to stay creative or else yeah. you start to suck. You know what I mean? Like and In Baltimore, you can't be creative. But you got to, man. Like, there's no way that, like... Well, that's how they were being creative, by doing crowd That's awesome. I, and now, I think Mickey that and Justin creative. are cool. being creative because oh, God, they were running... all the time, yeah. Yeah, well, Mickey's no longer... Well, Mickey's now back doing Afternoons or whatever again at 90 Year Rocky. Oh, he they is? fired him. Yeah, they fired him and then whatever I didn't know he was doing Afternoons now. Oh, uh, he does Well, no. Uh, he was Mornings Forever while I was He was Mornings there, right? for a while, uh, but then they fired him they were a while ago, and they replaced him with his basic... Basically, his protege, which was Justin Schlegel. Yes, and his he's now in both radio and and And, and Mickey's comedy. doing Afternoons? He's not doing Afternoons. I think he does... He does fill in. He doesn't even does a full time. But and again, Justin's doing mornings. Justin's doing he's funny shit. I think oh, that he's guy's always one of the like, the funniest. His videos, most talented per- people I've ever met in my but entire Mickey's life. But Mickey's funny too, dude. And he's a he's, Mickey's a great talent. The two of them are amazing there comedians. In Baltimore too, though. Like, yeah. Well, dude, he started performing Mickey. in the eighties at Hammerjack, just hosting. That was one of those nights. dudes everywhere that I went in the two years that I was there. I learned enough that like everywhere I went, people knew Mickey. It, it, Mickey was like Maddie in Baltimore. Yeah, and twenty years. It, and he had that notoriety and fame 20 years before ever being on radio. Just hosting at clubs. Wow. And then that's how, how old he got, is that dude? Is he old? He is the same age. He's two years older than my brother. My wow, brother he's not is. not that old then. He's, so Mickey's 14 years older than me. So okay. he's he would be 49, 50. So he's nine years older than me or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's wow. like 49, 50 because my brother is 12 years older than me. Good for him. He made uh, something of Mickey, <laughs> My brother and Mickey both went uh, – my brother, Mickey, and Mickey's younger brother, Chip, all went to school together. And they all played soccer together. So Chip and my brother, I think, were in the same age group. And Mickey's two years older than him, I think. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. Wow. Um, so anyway, and of course, my brother hasn't seen Mickey since they graduated high school. But for some reason, they both still know each other because my brother has one of the most popular restaurants in Baltimore. Mickey Coachella is Mickey Coachella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah so that's that's how he got into the business. And that's there's a, a radio guy that fell into the right place. Like he started an afternoons at ninety eight Rock. And oh, they Justin? Gave him a co- no, Mickey. Oh, Mickey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just they're like, hey, you're Justin funny. Too. You're Justin a great started comedian. at night. He started at nights, and then he went to L.A., and they let him oh, do yeah, a show from a show L.A. From there. Yeah. And then they canceled him, and that's when they brought him, and then he moved back to do fill-in, and then they fired Mickey, and now he has the morning show. Yep. But those are two amazingly talented guys who get to be talented and challenge themselves every day on radio. That's that's a different station, though, man. I, oh, I 98 Rock is 98 a dream Rock station. is so different than any other station in the country, I think. I love that about them. I love that they've always had... Like, it's been music, and it's about the music. It's about alternative and rock or whatever. But, but there's also never been comedians, challenged. man. you got, like, funny-ass people that are actually doing the job, which yeah. is... And they also love being jocks. Which, I don't know. The whole thing. That was... It's a, a dream job. I wish knows. I could work there. And then the other station... But it's also a close-knit group, so it's so What was so that alternative station that everybody... And it came back. H, uh, HFS. WHFS. Yes. That was the best. That was the station I grew up on, man. That was the what, station is that, that thing even existing radio. anymore? Yeah, it's still there. It's as an HD2 now, though, isn't no, it? Uh, no, it's... Or it's on a translator. It's a small station. No, now. they moved it to a... Uh, they, they replaced a Christian station format with that, and the, the signal sucks. Oh, it does. All right. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, you can barely get the signal. I love that station. That, that's all those respected alternative stations, though. FNX in Boston was like one of the best stations in the world. Everybody respected it, but it got no ratings. For some reason, it just Oh, HFS didn't. was respected and got ratings. And they had like the best stick in town for the longest time. Like they had a, they had literally the highest stick and the highest power, and you could get it 
in Delaware. Like you can get it like eight, 60, 70 miles away. Which you remember is when that, that station came back and we were at that whatever it was Z one or what is Z one o four or whatever. <laughs> I don't even remember anymore. Z one o four three. Z one o four three. And uh, the X Y. We were no, shitting our pants because that came back and we were like, they're gonna take our listeners. HFS came back and we were like, oh, it's gonna take our listeners. They had an HF festival and all that and like. The whole time we were saying that, I was listening to it every single day, every single hour. Oh, like, that was the best. And, dude, my buddy programmed the station. My buddy Spam was the programmer of it. And I begged him. I was like, please. Spam. Nice. David. <laughs> 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 but, dude, and this is the thing. A guy who's a couple years older than me started at the station. I listened to him. And then I'm friends with him because we hung out at the same bar. Yeah. And now he's in Florida. He, he dipped out. Like, he, they fired him again. And he went to Florida, and now he's he's program program director of a kick-ass rock station in Florida, and nice. he couldn't be any happier, from what I can tell. That's awesome. Good for him. Like and that's the yeah. thing about this business is you go from the love of your life to hatred to love of your life again to hatred the love of your life, and then sometimes you hope and pray that you land on love for the rest of your career. Yep, for sure. Luckily, you're at that and you hope you now. make the right. You have to make the right relationships too. You know, like real relationships, and not. Because there's so many of those fake relationships where it's like, hey, buddy, buddy, I love that, I love that, buddy, yeah, da, da, da. but they're not your real buddies. And like, that's why find... I'm not. That's why I don't. I don't have the fake relationships with anybody. The job I have Me now either. because I refuse to have fake relationships. I think that's why I'm not further than doing afternoons at this one radio station in Boston. Like I think if I were one of those people, I probably could be doing something a lot bigger for the biggest platform. If you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I mean you're not a sucker, but you like every. You generally I like people for real. Yeah, for but real. if I get my ass like like stabbed in the back by somebody, then you know. I learned something from that, and that's not going to be my best friend. Like, is there somebody here who stabbed you in the back? Is no, that what you're referring to? Th- I love every single person at this place that I'm working at right okay. now, no doubt. But there's been stuff that's happened in the past. I don't love sure. the people I work with. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, that's why you're going to go <laughs> and to I LA. Don't, and but I don't big. fake the. I don't. I don't do fake love for them. I I throw it right on the table. I don't talk to them. Yep. I walk up. When I have to tell them something, I tell them something. And I walk away. I don't. I don't. Make You're a good worker. You do do your job well, but it doesn't go much beyond that. Let's be honest. I could probably do my job better. <laughs> really? Yeah. I barely pay attention at job. My what? Work. That's well, never been the way that I know you. You've always well, been the best at whatever you could be in. Dude, do I'm I'm a good producer for Western Mass in Southern New Hampshire. I'm saying I could probably be a better producer. Part of the reason I'm a I, I think I'm bad is because I'm not holding myself to my own high standards because it's boring. I hate it. I hate my coworkers. I hate the hours, and there's not much going on, so it's easy for me to get distracted. Yep. Plus the whole heart thing, and you're angry at everybody and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, dude, and thing, you know what, what makes me the most angry <laughs> is not the thing of having to listen to the garbage that comes out of them, their mouths every day is one thing that makes That's me what the makes bad me stuff for sure. But what makes me more angry? Is that they're happy and content, and yep. I, I hate this about me is that I believe that they don't deserve happiness because they're garbage people. They should not come to work and have to be happy and joking with each other every day. They should come to work and have to be miserable and terrible. Because I shouldn't be the feeling? one that comes to measure, come to work and be miserable listening to them. I should not have to come to work and have to put up listening to them and 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 trying to block out the terrible Damn, things that's they the say. Thoughts that's going on in your head. That's crazy. Eight hours a day. Wow. And four-hour blocks. I can understand where you're coming from. Yeah, some people ask me, like, what made you so jaded? Like, these are the things that made me jaded. No, but I understand. I can get that. This is probably the most I've talked about myself on a podcast. Good. We should talk when you get this stuff out. Do you want to do a regular podcast? If I, were not, <laughs> if I were not a radio person, I would go into psychology, without a doubt. 
You think so? Is I would that, love is that, to do that stuff, man. Was that when did you think about that? Was that a college thing or the, no? Or? I never thought about going to psychology then. But like, I think through dealing what we deal with in radio and having to be like in front of different audiences and like be accepted by all these different people and having like the the qualities that you have, whether they be good or bad, and you have, still have to try to fit into these people. It's been awesome. Like I, I can like and hear them like they call in all the time, and you have to like get them through certain things and try to make it into a bit or something like that. But you're still, yeah, man, I think that's trained me up where I, I would, I, I actually love that. I love hearing from people and trying to like, you know, so you have, you've always had a, a relationship with your listeners because you yeah. did a great job in Baltimore having people just on your side that those are like know the best people on them. my Facebook still. Like I still, oh, yeah, my so every day your Facebook is is like, every day you get a Facebook comment. It's like, when are you coming back to Baltimore? <laughs> But you always That's build a great relationship with them, like yes. to the point, like when you know it's slow, you would have to. Because say, I'm not bullshit. That's the thing that it's like what you hear. If you like me eventually on the air, then you love me as a person. You know yeah. what I mean? Like because if you can finally deal with me as a corny asshole on the radio who's trying to be funny and sometimes fails terribly and sometimes actually is funny, like if you get that, then you're gonna love me outside. You know, not that I'm trying to make jokes. I don't make try to make as many stupid jokes when we're hanging out and stuff like that. Unless I'm with like my buddy, my buddies like you or head drinking or something like that or whatever. But like for the most part, it's like more like I say, like when you listen to the top 40 radio, the stuff that we say on the radio and that we're trying to hit a post and make a joke. If I said that in front of my friends in real life, they would probably beat the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> you are so stupid, man. But for some reason, there's this magic with radio that I believe in that if you talk and you say this joke that's kind of funny or whatever, or it's quirky or whatever, and you hit the post, there's a magic moment where everybody's like, oh, that's great. Not that they're laughing their ass off, but it's just like, there's a magic moment there where if there's no post happening in real life, they're like, uh, who's this guy? Like, right now. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? Speaking of the post, like uh, one of the things I always pride myself on is having an exit line where somebody would say something and then I could say something and then just walk away. Yeah, you got to have Like, one. I love having that exit line, like that that thing where I can just say it and then just smoke bomb, disappear. <laughs> <laughs> like a ninja. None of this happened. I'm gone. Yeah, that's the real-life version of hitting a post is when you can have that exit line. You don't even want to yes. walk. Like, if you're at a party just talking with people and somebody says something, you're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And you get your and last you line. walk away. Yeah, you yeah, get yeah. the last or line. you just disappear. Like, you're like, Here's what I'm going to say that's going to be funny. Poof, pop gone. Oh. <laughs> and everybody's like, whoa, that guy was cool. <laughs> and in real life, that doesn't happen. So, like, you would say it. You would throw your smoke bomb, and they'd be like, you're still there. <laughs> you're, you're behind the curtains. I that can see your That was really feet. cheesy. That was terrible. <laughs> like, did, did you bring smoke bombs to a party? <laughs> it didn't go off. You it's got a, to kick it's it. A, it's, a, it's a birthday party for our three-year-old, <laughs> our friend's three-year-old There's no kid. time for smoke bombs at the three-year-old's party. And knowing me, I'd be lighting. It's like I'm trying to light the smoke bomb while I'm saying the exit line. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. Let me say it one more time. I, anybody got a match? <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, sure. I will, I will have one more glass. Oh, done with that thing. That's All right. Nice. So, you're happy where you're at now. An hour and 45. Holy shit. Yes, you're I'm happy, very happy where you are at now. Yeah, 100%. But that's what... It's starting to bother me that I'm so happy because I always want to want the next thing. You know what I mean? Like I always want. So what's the next thing for you? I don't know. I have no idea. When I was in Clear Channel or iHeart, it was very easy because when I was doing, they gave me nights and I was there at nights when I came back home to Boston, but it was always getting more markets. So I was doing like seven markets. I was doing like uh, separately. And I also had my own home 
thing that I was doing. You know, yeah, I have the national the, uh, syndicate, the national show. thing or whatever. Yeah, the, uh, which you know, Jackson Blue's forty Playhouse. stations or something like that. Whatever. Party Playhouse. Party Playhouse. And then there's a weekend. Are you still doing the play- Party Playhouse by the way? So Party Playhouse every single night syndicated, and then weekends I got Celebrity Top Ten Countdown. So there's two things, but and that's that's like the unspoken. I don't talk about that much, especially because I don't want that to get in the way of my job, like where I'm at, you know. But uh, here, uh, what are we talking about? I don't know. Then moving on to the next thing. The next thing, yeah. But I don't. Here, like, I'm very I happy heart. with what you I'm doing. A, I, oh, yeah, I, I heard it. it was very easy because I was taking uh, – I was doing Salt Lake City. I was doing Cincinnati. I was doing Cleveland. I was doing uh, Milwaukee. I was doing Spokane, Washington. There was, like, a whole bunch of stations. We were voice tracking. Voice tracking, direct. But my – like, the mind F of my whole thing was trying to sound as local in every one of those markets that I could. Like, I wanted to sound more local than whoever they had on in afternoons with me at night. So I had a, a producer they finally gave me that would be – he was great. He would go through and find... Which, by the way, fact that I didn't get that job. He was already in Clear Channel. I know. Time. Sorry about that. <laughs> I was already And then he went on to do well, Morning Somewhere. I don't know who he's doing now, but... Oh, really? The, uh, but he would like come up with these bullet points that you should hit, because these are things that are big in the city right now, this second. So my mind was like not thinking like somebody in Boston who's like now in Cincinnati. I had to try to think about somebody who I'm in Cincinnati, and these are things that I'm seeing and affecting my life, and how would I react to them as a DJ in that city trying to make fun of them? You know, which was really cool, and I liked it. But at the same time, that took so much time, like to do all those shows that I was now starting to voice track the first hour, couple hours of my show in Boston, which killed me because I wanted to do live, local, awesome stuff here, and I couldn't do that until eight or eight thirty or whenever I was done. So it became like it was great, but at the same time, I was so stressed because all I was doing was working fast, 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 trying to get through it, and then going home and doing my stuff at home and. It wasn't what I wanted. So here now I, I get to focus on one thing and focus on this market in Boston and what's going on here and, you know, realizing my difference from other people and trying to, like, you know, make it work. All right. Let me ask you this. Had you, because we'll go back to being a dad, mm-hmm. if you weren't as involved in your kid's life, do you think you would be able to, to have handled that situation at iHeart better? Because you could just come into work and do work more hours. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Would you do so. that? Like. If you if you didn't yeah. have kids. If I was younger, I think there's some dudes that are getting in it now that are like, you know, 27, 28 or something like that who are now getting those same opportunities. They didn't before. Like when I came into radio, it was a whole different thing. Like when I started at Kiss 108, I was a part of the undercut. You know, like there were big time jocks that were on Kiss 108, like big voices that were amazing. Like Ed McMahon, you had like Sonny Joe White, you had these classics that everybody loved, like J.J. Wright. You had all these people that people like classic names and then I came in because they were making too much money because now they're a part of a corporation and they could pay me less to do the same job. I was that first guy. So there was a drop in quality. <laughs> that sucks to say. But from those people to me, and that's absolutely true. So, uh, yeah, definitely was a part of that. So the kids thing. Do you, do you, is there any part of you, you – I want the honest answer, yeah. even if it's going to be terrible. There's sometimes where you like – I didn't like, want to have kids? Yeah. Oh, for your career, crazy dude, no way. You would never. Hell you would, no. I would give up my career point. in a second. Like I would. Uh, like I've come to that point. Like in the beginning of my career, it was all career. But at this point, if it came down to not being able to be on the radio ever again or being with my kids, I would be with my kids in a second, and I would be broke and try to figure out jobs and all that stuff. I don't care. You know, what I mean, it would suck. We probably would live with somebody or something. You know, but yeah, man, it, we have a good life right now because of radio. Yeah. 
but I if I yeah, put them the against house. each I other, I you move into it. <laughs> <laughs> but put them against each other, I would take the family a hundred percent, one hundred percent of the time, without a doubt. And I think that's a difference. I mean, between... there's not even a small part. No, Nothing. zero. Okay, no, and I think that's. That's fine. That's that's the answer you should have. But I think that's the difference between that's the answer you should have. Some people. That, I'm not. I'm not saying that you you have the no, wrong. No, but answer. I think I think the other answer is also very. It's not wrong. You know what I mean? Like if you want to go for your job and that's what you want to do, and you want to have a like you still have a presence in your kids' life, but your job is your goal, and that's what's going to support your kids, which is 100 percent true. And you want to put more into that. There's a lot of people that do that who are more successful than me right now, without a doubt. And I understand that. And I think I could have been every bit as successful as them had I done the same thing, but I didn't. And I'm, I'm family oriented and I'm going to own my job at the same time, you know, and I don't need yeah. to push it. That's where I think I'm at. Yeah, dude, you come to the job, you do your job. And when you leave here, you're the family guy. But if I need you to stay longer, I'll stay longer and I'll put those hours in. But yeah, I'm a fan. Like that's what gives me the most joy. Like I love my job and thank God, like we're in a, I'm in a position and I hope that <laughs> I hope you'll be in a position where you'll love it all. But I'm in a position where I love a hundred percent of what I do, and I love it enough that I don't care if I'm a scapegoat sometimes for taking falls to try to push it a little bit further by being corny on the air. Oh, like okay. I know exactly what I'm doing. Like I know what I'm doing. There's a there's a mission behind it. It's 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 what I believe, and like what's it's what I yeah you know what I mean. <laughs> all right. So what's uh, all right? So let's let's push that a little further. What is your next step? Like you're happy here. I have no idea. I really are don't you know. content just staying? I think with I'll stay here station? through the kids through the kids schooling is what I hope for. Like I hope to have Lily and Chloe go through school and, and because you had offers an offer for New York between when you left Kiss before you came here, you had an offer for New York, right? There was a New York offer. Yep, and that's when I made the decision that I think that like I think I think New York silly. is the biggest market. But I think it's now silly for – well, not silly. I do think it's silly. For – like back in the day, my goal was to move from where I started, which was Lebanon, New Hampshire, which was market 200 and something. I don't even know what it was. But my goal was, was to when get you started as high, high as school? I could. Was it New uh, – Well, that, that was Burlington. But my first full-time job was Lebanon, New Hampshire, okay. which was even smaller actually. But making 14000 a year. So I also had to direct produce all morning news on NBC affiliate there, which was nuts. Like – so the uh, but my goal back then was to get to the highest market I possibly could, and that was the game. Like to try to be, and I remember at one point when I was first through uh, Lebanon, New Hampshire, my first big chance was East Lansing, Michigan, I think, and I was talking to the PD there. And I, looking back, I was definitely very well qualified to go there, but I was young, and and I remember saying to the guy who was like, "Okay, now why should we bring you?" And I was telling him all this stuff about me, and I kept telling all these PDs that would talk to me, I'd be like, but I'm very green. And I would always tell them that I'm very green. And then I would never hear from them again. But I was just being honest. Like I, I knew that I could <laughs> burp <laughs> that I could get. I knew, I always knew that I can get to a very high point and I had a shitty voice and I sounded like Kermit the frog. And it was like, it was bad, but I always knew I loved radio that much that I could make it. I could do it, but you know, so we're here. <laughs> That's it. So, right. Not that I'm high now. I'm just saying, like, I think now that I understand, I don't need to go to New York City or to, like, the next market up. I don't need to go to D.C. I don't need to go to, you know, just you to make that You don't jump. need to climb the market ladder. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think most people should know that, too. So you're if you stayed here in Boston the rest of your career, you'd be happy. Yes. And I think also the, the time I made the most, not the most money, but I made as much money when I was living in Lebanon, New Hampshire, 
that I'm making almost pretty much currently, you know, like now I have a family to support and my wife works hard too. But the, uh, I don't think as you raise that market, the prices change in all those markets too. So you're paying more for everything that you're doing and there's not a lot much more. You don't make that much more in your bank from small market to big market. Cost of living stays the same. Right. Yeah, in Lever, New Hampshire, you're making 14000 a year, but in Boston, you're making 30000 a year, but it costs twice as much to live exactly. here than it does New Hampshire. Yeah, whatever. something like that. Example. You're Unless you're a morning show. Yeah. Morning shows, I think, have the opportunity to make a lot of money. Yeah, whatever, of course. But. but is that the next step? Would you would, like to go back to mornings? I would love to, yeah, for sure. Would you? I would love to, but I, I also wouldn't be opposed to doing what I'm doing every day and growing that brand because I think – Right at this point, yeah, I think I've reached the point. There's the key corporate word, brand. Yeah. You always are trying to, as cheesy as Dude, it is, Dude, I'm dead air Dennis brand. because I'm trying to market my brand. Exactly. I know. I exactly. get it. I'm not faulting you for, for using the but word. But I think like you're- But it's one of those things that you don't hear people actually li- literally talk about. Like we all normal have people, a brand that but we're a lot trying of people, to push. Yeah, it's becoming normal. I think brand is becoming more normal because everybody has their own little pages too and stuff like yeah. that. So that's almost like their little brand We're or acknowledging our own brand. Yeah. Exactly. We're but more yeah, acknowledgement think, of it. I think I could grow where I think I think I uh, I didn't even exist on this station really for like the first – my ratings are great and all that stuff. But I still don't think – I think I'm just starting to penetrate with people like where they know, hey, that's Jackson Blue and I really like him in the afternoons. Up until now, I feel like it's been you work on on you know Pebble Station, you work on Wiggy Station, you work on Ramiro Station, and I think it'll always be that I'll play a secondary role. But I think now they're starting to realize that hey, this is what Jackson does in the afternoon, and he talks about this stuff, and he'll let himself go out there and be a little bit fucking weird or a little bit you know what I mean like, and I think that's where I think I'm starting. So I could stay in afternoons and try to grow that a little bit more and let people know who I actually am, and that it's okay to be fucking awe weird or whatever you know like yeah and that's cool but dude you you're for lack of a better words maybe a a complimentary contrast to the rest of the station right because they're standard radio people kind of but they're yeah 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 but they're great at what they do yeah and you have wiggy who's not he's on our station he jermaine wiggins he was a, a new england patriot so he's like hey, oh, 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 i'm a guy i'm a dude oh, oh. that that's his and that's who he is and so he fits well. And then you have Ramiro, who's like a master of talking to people. And like, he's super smooth and all that. And then you got Pebbles, who's like the voice of reason, like the good mom kind of like character on the show. She hates being called that. But then <laughs> you got Melissa, who's like a shit show and is just like your awesome best friend who is just like, you like to go and hang out with and get drunk or whatever. That's the balance that they have in the mornings, which I think is amazing. Like you want to hang out with every single one of them. The, the morning shows that I think lose are the ones... Where you listen to them, and I know some of them even in the market that I listen to, not many of them, but like, I would never want to go have a beer with that person because they're fucking annoying. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be the person that if I'm weird as hell, and like, even if you think I'm corny as shit and all that, like, still you'll still want to be likable. And ha- yeah, you still would be like, with. I would love to have a drink with him. He seems f- weird, or like, or I think I could hang with him, or he would be cool, you know? That's, I think, what makes radio to me, you know? It's good, man. That's I'm glad like I'm glad that you're happy. Like as my friend, I'm glad that you're happy. Thank you. Here. I'm glad that you're happy too. I'm not. Well, you're not happy actually. No, you're miserable. <laughs> I'm happy in the moment with you hanging yes, out with my friend. Thank you. I'm glad you're happy at this moment because of my presence. <laughs> drinking yeah, drinking rose, recording <laughs> drinking my podcast. Shitty warm rose that we drank the whole bottle. <laughs> nope, there's a little bit left that you can finish. That's yours. <laughs> uh no, I'm not allowed to bring that on the tea back I'm home. Enough. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, you have to drive. I do have to finish it. Yes, you do have to finish right. it. So, if tomorrow, 
Yeah. God forbid you leave the radio industry. Yeah. What would you do? I have no idea. I don't know. I have no idea. I know. You've been doing this your whole life. You I got nothing. I, I really don't. Have, I, I have like, a, a degree f- that's radio and TV, and I, I don't. My TV's outdated, and radio, would if you, I lost it, you, I don't know. Would you fight for, like, if, all right, uh, let's talk about Channel 7. You know what's going on with 7, right? Yeah, they're losing, they're losing their the affiliate. NBC affiliate, and then yeah. they're going to go independent. Would you try to pitch a TV show to them? No, I got no TV show. Why? I got nothing. What? I got no TV show. Like you I, you have not in all these years thought of what would make a great TV show. No, I have thought of, and you've seen it. Like I've tried to like, I've thought of micro branding and trying to make small things that it can make work in my mind. Like fake news nine, that shit. Like, which is I, brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> but I think it's like I wish you did more of it. But that's the thing. But not man. overdo it. I don't want you to do it every no, day. No, but I don't have a and production pro- staff. No, I don't mind. I can produce it myself. It's all on my cell phone. It's all good. But like the, and I think it. it I think it keeps its integrity the whole time. I think it does what it's supposed to do. It's the, the joke that it is, and it veers on and off, and can be surprising sometimes or whatever. Explain what fake news nine is. It's real quick. it. Uh, yeah, it, and actually, I have people now that are in Boston. Actual news. I can't wish I could remember the dude's name because he's really famous. There's two of them that are really good in Boston. Who now really like fake news? Not I made them watch it, and they're like, they totally get it. It's a uh, uh, a parody of of news. Yeah. So I put on the big fake news nine coming up, the biggest story of the day, and like you you try to like hit those highs and those lows that like those newscasters hit that are so unnatural, and talk about the stupidest news, like maybe this squirrel robbed a bank, or maybe it's real news. Most of it's real news that just puts like a weird ass twist on it. That's just odd or whatever but the thing that's killing me with fake news nine is facebook has this flagging thing that they do and that's the 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 place where i get the most views is off facebook and uh a video that i'll put up of chloe of doing whatever or lily or whatever or our family will get a shitload of views it'll be like thousands and thousands and then i put up one of fake news nine and it gets like a hundred views because it gets flagged by Facebook because it looks too much like a commercial because it's actually edited and there's actually like <laughs> stuff to it and all that. So it gets flagged. And because of that, it doesn't get out to an audience. So the, then the, uh, the algorithm is fucked up. Yeah. They fuck with the algorithm. I think they're doing it on purpose and they're doing what they, you know, it works. You know, it stops it from getting viewed. But I'm not getting anything out of it. It's just I'm trying to put out something that I think is kind of funny that is creative yeah. to me. But it doesn't reach the people that I wish it would. So that's where it's at, like where all the time I'm balancing in my head, is it even worth me doing it? Like, should I keep doing it? Because I love doing it and it's fun to me and I think it's funny and I think it could catch and people would enjoy it. And I know the people that like it really like it, but is it worth it if nobody, if there's no audience because it's getting snuffed out or whatever? I've always been a fan of, and that's why I started doing this podcast. I wish I started doing it years ago when I thought about it, but... I didn't have the, the hook. I didn't want to just be another schmuck with a podcast. I want to have a hook. And the hook is talking to artists and entertainers about their day jobs. Yeah. But the I think if always create something for yourself and then and then if an audience likes it, better. And it does catch. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do fake news nine because you enjoy doing it and putting it out there. Like, dude, when I my all my breaks were informative or every break I would do when I did I actually got to do an air shift was either gonna be something informative news worthy, either about the artist or pop culture. Or a joke. 
because those are the two things that interest me. Right. That's why I got into radio because radio is my f- th- my favorite blend of music and comedy. So everything needs to be about the music or a joke, and that's it. And that's what entertains me. And if anybody else liked it, bonus. If you enjoy doing Fake News 9, keep doing it. And yeah. then if people like it, bonus. If they don't like it and they're not watching it, who the fuck cares? You're because having I fun think, doing it. Like, but also you're being creative, and that's what I've always – been pushing for people to do in, uh, yeah. in here is create content. I hate this so much when we have somebody in radio who f- captures the viral video of the day or captures the the pop culture story of the day of some pop artist and they write two lines about it and then you go click here for more information. That is literally the laziest thing you could do. I agree. And granted, sometimes we have to do that. Right? Because, because now it's about incentives on the the web. But there's better ways to do that, too, that maybe we haven't figured out yet. If, if you put out good and engaging content, you'll get more web views. Right. Like, we don't need to do this lowest common or, denominator bullshit. I think what radio has done is we got into this, the whole internet thing, and we started pushing out so many messages that it was like, come here, and, they, and it was a liner. You had to read once an hour, rotate, so it would be like, go to... Kiss108.com to play Sudoku right now. We got Sudoku games up at Kiss108.com. Who cares, dude? And so eventually, when you tell them to do something that you really want them to do, they don't do it anymore because your message is worthless at this point. You know, like you're you're pushing to come see something that's not worth seeing, right? Or that you can get everywhere else, or got everywhere else. The best thing that we, the best missed opportunity at 104.3, in my opinion, was the. It gets better video we did. And granted, I'm biased because I wrote it and produced it. But the fact that the company did like not get PSA thing? a PSA for uh, like the teenage gay suicide, yeah. it gets better program. Yeah, I think that was the best thing we could have done for the station. The fact that you know we did it, it, it would have been a one off. You know what? You know what? The fact it would have maybe if I they think pushed, endeared ourselves to some if people. If the station would have pushed that, if they would have added that to the liner notes that we had the video, if they put it, if, the, if they push stand. it on the social media, and they yeah, if they made a stand and say, "Hey, look, it takes it does." If they stand. followed behind that concept and idea, but what, it would have been great for the station. But, but instead, sucks, they're like, "Yeah, we'll just let Dennis do whatever you." Yeah, Dennis, that's fine. Just do it. Just stop right. bothering me. Yeah, and that's what it became. Was. Yeah, like, dude, we had artists come in, and I did two music. I did two live videos with the artists that came in, edited, perfect audio, a, me, a great quality, and then put it out on, on our, our our thing. Created a YouTube page for ourselves just to upload these things, yeah. and they did nothing with it. You know, I created. Yeah. I I Which went and created great original content for our but for our station, and they did nothing with it. And that's what they've been pushing us to do. I think those artist things that happens all the time. But I think that other thing you're talking about. Think of how many people love to see those artists in those little moments. Yeah, but I think a lot of stations will do that now. They have those lounges and all that shit. But I think the thing that yeah, I was ahead of had, the curve on that. Yeah, good job, you. <laughs> you're you're th- an influencer. Where would have where would have one of four three been if they pushed? Hey, we got all time low doing an acoustic song on our webpage. Which could go, go viral across the country because of that or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Dude, but I, I think have, that other thing, like. I, it's on my own personal YouTube and it has a, a, a great amount of views. And I'm not even pushing it. Every. Because they find it, they'll search it. Once and a year, the, an audience finds it and leaves a comment. Like once or twice a year, I still get comments on it. On an all time low video from eight years ago. Yeah. How long has it been since we oh, God, left that yeah. station? Oh, yeah, yeah. Five, yeah. six years ago? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I think the other thing, though, like when it comes to those public service announcements, 
they have to actually be behind that. Like the station has to believe and be like, all right, this is a push. And they have to actually have to do it instead of doing it because it's they the need hip, to keep up the hip, their the hip trendy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or because they need to like do, they need to do so many public service things. You know what I mean? Like a station should like in that case, like what was it? Teen suicide, gay teen suicide. What yeah. were you we talking about? Basically the, yeah, the it gets better campaign was a whole movement of celebrities making videos saying, Hey, look, we know you're a teenager and you're gay and nobody understands you. And it sucks right now. But trust me, when you become an adult, it gets better. Right. We, and that's something that we should have owned. And I know we made that video and all that. Like, we should. We had fun making the video. But we should never have made that video. And I know we all believed in it ourselves. Like all of us believed. That that I mean, was, I think the I video think does come us. off slightly disingenuous. Yeah, because it was, it was almost acted out. Like we're gonna do this, and hey, we're this person from. This I mean, I wrote it. This. I, I wrote know. it, and I, I was like, "Here's the script." <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So how can that actually? Yeah, but I think if, if we're gonna push something like that. I think it needs to, it needs to be felt like especially oh god the shit that's going on right now all the stuff like there's crazy stuff you know and yeah. it was in Baltimore but also and- it was early social media days too so it was also kind of hard to push that stuff like I literally had more Twitter followers than the station did for a very long time you did yeah wow oh I from the moment Channel One Hundred Four Three before it was Z when Channel One Hundred Four Three went started Twitter and then when it flipped I had more listener I had more Twitter followers than that station wow. Did. So yeah, even when it flipped, and now it's harder than ever to get followers because <clears throat> there's so many people that have that read through that bullshit and everything that they yeah. don't want to, they don't follow brands. You know what I mean? Like you follow your friends and you do that stuff. Like I think social media is changing a hundred percent, and I think radio could get kind of left behind, especially Facebook's new algorithm where you don't see posts by brands or medias. Did you see all that? Like that's the new thing on the news feed. Well it's also it's like you have station like shit stations and marking one hundred and thirty six that are just creating, posting and reposting stories that are like eh. reposting stories or reposting or, or making their own versions of hack memes. Like they're taking right. a meme and then they're making it themselves. And just deleting that little picture that shows that it's not theirs. Or they're just recreating it totally themselves. They're stealing somebody else's meme because yeah. they have a web guy trying to create content. And then they slap of, their shitty logo on it. Like anybody's gonna want to share. I don't want to share. I will zero times out of that out of ten share something that has a shitty logo, somebody's logo on it. Yeah, but are we, uh, as people in the industry of content creators and entertainers, are we indicative of the rest of the world? No, and that's the problem. Hell we no. are the minority of 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 people who. Because now everybody is us. Like everybody is. Do you think people out there care about the brand? Like if they will they share a video that has somebody's brand on it? Oh yeah, I think some people the they super, will because the they don't users, care. The super users will. Yeah, but then everybody has super users. So the girl on the corner of the street who like does stuff and thinks she, that she's a brand, she actually has some people that are her super users that will like repost and love all her shit. You know, like it's changed. It's changed that like now everybody is a medium. Yeah, dude, I I I got uh, speaking of medium, actually medium.com, the blogging site. Um, I don't know anything about it, but yes. Do you not know anything about I don't know it? Seriously? Anything about it. No. Basically, it's just a blogging site. That's all it is. People write blogs up on it. You should check it out. It's actually a really good site. Um, just medium.com, M E D I U M.com. It's uh, so just a blog site. So I, I'm trying to get into it. Like, I write my blog and then I'll try and repaste my blog in there if I write anything. I'm so shitty at writing my own blog at deadheartdentist.com. Plug. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was such a shitty plug. I know. I That's why I pointed, <laughs> I pointed it out. I pointed it out. But uh, 
I was, I was, I'm trying to be engaging on it. It's a social networking blogging site. And I read one person's blog. I went to one person's thing who was like in trending things and it was shared like 300 times or recommended there instead of likes it's recommend. So you hit the heart, it recommends it, whatever. So I think like 362 times and I look at it and literally he just took someone's comic, put it on his page and then his, it's literally out of the hacky shitty radio DJ's blog post, took a comic strip about something Copy and paste it in his thing. And then the words are like, if this made you feel a certain way, give me a like. Oh. That's it. Oh. And I went off the comments and went, fuck you. I literally just commented and went, fuck you. You stole someone else's art and just passed it off for likes? You didn't even do the <laughs> least that you could have done was make a comment about how this made you feel or how this I comment trip made you think about something. That's one of the things I love most about you is that like – I feel the same way. I feel that shitty, but I don't get that animated about it where I'm like, you motherfucker! Because you know what? That was somebody's thought in their brain! Like somebody went Not out yours. and created something yeah. and you created nothing. I believe and I, you I agree. And likes off of it. And I this agree. is what it is. You know why that passion comes? Because when you see that, does that make you mad? Yeah. Go, no, you, make me mad. It bothers no. you. Yeah, but it, it's you know definitely what I like want? a douche. Yeah. Like for a moment... You go, ugh. And For you a feel moment, bad. the feeling that I get in my in my soul is, oh my gosh, that person's getting that many likes, and I know where it came from, and it's not them. And that's does that, that? But is there a, a, a moment of anger that you have? Would you I, don't, say? I would not say it's anger. I think it's more. God, I don't know what that emotion is. It's in a, It's umami. <laughs> it's the umami of my soul. Because when I see that, it makes me mad. And yeah. my objective now is to make that person. As mad as I am right now. Call it trolling, call it whatever you want. I think that's that very person, close to being a, a troll. That person should not because feel gratification for doing what he did. The the feeling that you're having I in that shame extreme him. feeling that you're having is the same the same extreme feeling that the trolls have when they're just trolling. Oh, it doesn't make me feel better that I did it. I this think, thing, I wrote the thing out. And I don't this think it like, makes them feel better either, though. I think that they're just like making a rise. They're I like, think, I believe this, you're a shit. But they get satisfaction off that. I don't get satisfaction off doing this. I literally wrote the tweet and wrote the comment for the and sake stopped. of saving content. But which I, is one thing I've noticed. I think that's the truth about you. I think that you get angry, but for the sake of like having original content, which I think is good. Yeah. Where I think some of these trolls, I think it's just like they're upset about what. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah, oh, yeah. real trolls makes one makes they want people to feel bad to make themselves feel good. It's the bullying method. I feel good when I'm bullying somebody because I feel bad on the inside. That's what trolls are. They're the new bullies, I think. And I'm not trolling this guy. I want him to I want to shame him and make him feel bad because to realize you he's made doing the wrong bad. thing to make him it's make better content. If you want these likes, come up with your own content. Exactly. Like, come up with some shit, yeah, you know, like Exactly. And but because your shitty method of of getting of your shitty method of stealing content to make yourself feel good for because you got likes made me angry and mad. And depressed because depressed. Damn, dude. For a moment, you gotta stop and reading Facebook him, posts. I want him to feel as bad as he I'm made me so feel. So depressed, he wrote. I saw that somewhere else. You stole content, and now what? And now I want to cut myself. I'm gonna go right down. <laughs> I'm turning emo because you stole content. Where's the Smith CD? 
<laughs> I have been a Michael Hutchinson myself. Oh, well, that's actually oh, gratification. That no. was gratification. That was. <laughs> but no, and it's like this thing. I want them to feel shame and bad because they made me feel bad because they're the but, engaging. On the but flip side, on the flip side, it makes me feel bad that I have to do that. No, like I literally wrote side, the comment and stopped and thought to myself, "Do do I really?" Want I to know do this? that I've done breaks that I've heard somewhere else that I didn't steal. I put a twist on. But I heard him and I was like, that guy's fucking brilliant because he made that break right there. That's awesome. I wouldn't do the same break. There's no chance because that's just straight like ripping off. Look, you were taking that, embracing it in yourself, respitting it in a different way, I think. In your own way that's genuine? That's yeah. fine. That you can you can chalk that up to being inspired. I would never not be original. That would be shitty. But I but I'll, I will definitely take inspiration from awesome jocks that I hear across the country doing stuff that I hadn't thought of doing it up until that yeah, point. That's fine. Yeah, you have to be inspired as an artist. You have to be inspired by something. You need a muse, You're right? Right, and that's fine. But if you literally took took their took, break and said it word for word over top of an intro, then you're a sellout. That's exactly what this guy did. Yeah. He yeah, took yeah. that. Now, granted, we're going to share things as aggregators or whatever in, in the media of social network. We're going to share things, and that's fine. It happens. But there are certain people that share things only because they can. They know that they're taking someone else's creativity and they're getting likes off of it and right. it's making them feel good and it's and empty likes feel good. it's empty likes that it's they empty should likes, be but yeah, they yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. the difference they still feel good inside because they feel like they did something like i killed it with that one yeah even though it was a copy paste dude going on stage as a comedian going on stage and saying a joke and listening to an audience laugh that's crack there's no better feeling in the world i would think that would be crack the closest feeling that i can that the normal person is gonna get is 100 likes on facebook Exactly. You know, you don't want to. I don't want to say that that we get emotional gratification off of social networking likes, but we do. Oh, hundred percent, we do. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Why do you think social networking is so big? Yeah. So, I can never go out there and get gratification from telling someone else's joke. Exactly. In the same way that well, I because can you never have a conscience, get... but I think like the people that well, a conscience that's tuned in. Not that those people don't have a conscience, but it's not tuned in. You know. Like, I think they have a conscience. I think that it's misguided, and I think they don't realize what they're doing is wrong. I don't think they know what they're doing is wrong. They just think they're the shit because people are liking their posts. Well, you've been working in the industry long enough. Do you get that same feeling when you see somebody who's successful just not trying and being successful at not trying? Huh? Like, in radio, when you see somebody in radio who's become successful by not trying, by stealing content. I don't think anybody has become successful from not trying. I don't think I've seen anybody like that. I see people that I think are not trying anymore who okay. remain successful, and I think that's shitty. But I, I don't think I've ever really seen stealing jokes all that much or any of that stuff. I'm sure it happens, but whatever. Except for prep sheets and stuff like that. <laughs> well, yeah, that prep sheets are all the same. So And they read it. The people that – okay, that is the same. Oh, okay, that is. But that's a whole business plan, man. Like those prep sheets – I look at them and I'll take the stuff and I make sure to stop reading as soon as that parentheses area comes where there, you know the punchline. The punchline is, you know. I, but I love seeing the story broken down to one sentence. That's fantastic. And then after that, come up with your own stuff or whatever. But I'll hear jocks and I've seen the prep sheet and I'm like, oh, come on now. <laughs> Are you taking, take credit for that. Oh. You're gonna take credit for that badly written here, joke. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> a whistle come in. Might as well come with a slide whistle. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. If you could do anything else entertainment-wise outside of radio, what would it be right now? 
I know I was trying to talk you into creating a TV show. Is I there know, something what are you else doing? I, I mean, I've done, I did TV here, and I still do, like that that community auditions thing or whatever. Like it's a TV show, community auditions it was the oldest show mm-hmm. in Boston. Like I hosted it for two seasons. I was like a host on community auditions where you. Since I've lived up. here. No. Oh, okay. Since then, I haven't. But I judged. It's on WBZ on TV. It's like big stations. Like it's legit. I don't have live TV. I've I, I've cut the cord. Oh damn! You have oh, no rabbit the... ears. This is rabbit ears. No. Oh damn. No, dude. I've I've completely cut the cord. I've gone uh, all Hulu, Netflix. Wow. Um, and How then hipster of you. You're a... and Apple TV on that too. Apple TV is the where do you live again? What town Brighton. do you live in? Brighton. Oh, hipster. Well, dude, when I left my Did you live in Somerville at some time? You live in no, Somerville? Everett. Oh, you got to move to Somerville. because I would love Somerville. That's your spot. I love Somerville. <laughs> no, but community audition. So it's like, it's basically like a talent show, but it's okay. uh, now it's become all singing, which kind of is. So it's American It's basically Idol. America's Got Talent. American but, Idol at this point, because yeah, there's no American other Idol. things. And it's local talent. So it, it's very hokey. But I know the guy who started it back up, and it's it, it was the oldest show back in the day. And Dave Maynard, who was like the man back in the day, wicked old guy. I think he might have passed by now. He was like the host, and he was a radio guy. So there was a tie from back in the day. So I hosted it for two seasons with Lori Grandy, who used to do mornings on country. And, uh, and now I come back and, and judge every once in a while. <clears throat> and it's funny because like in Boston, I get recognized for that more than I do from Hot 96.9. Like People will be like, you were a judge on Community Auditions. And in my brain, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you watch that terrible show I've been a part of. But there's great kids, like great talent in the moment when I'm there and it's live and it's not on TV. It's like a really cool thing because the kids are great singers and they're like super talent. But then you watch it and it looks a little corny because like it's Boston, you know, it's not LA. It's not, you know, it's not Hollywood or whatever. But it's people with North Shore, Quincy accents going. Yeah. Or even like the shooting of it. Like the, you, you can't get that style of shooting here almost like with a live show. So there's live cameras moving around and stuff like that. So it looks a little back, like not yeah. dated or whatever, you know, but it's cool. So, uh, I think I would do that. I would definitely go into, if I, if I stopped radio, I don't know. I would have nothing to lean back on. I wouldn't be able to say, Hey, I work on this station. And that's always my bargaining tool to get me to have a chance to do something on TV or something yeah, see, like that. Radio was always the medium I wanted to be in. Uh, that's like, me too. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I consider myself not a comedian, not a radio guy, an entertainer. And I just picked from an early age radio as my mo- method of entertainment. But one of the things in my head was, oh, well, if I become successful in radio, then I can become successful in these other things. So get successful in radio and then be successful with the, other, uh, the other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never became successful in radio. So I was like, oh, I'm 30. I try to like, I jump start figuring thing. it out. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Stand up. Podcast. All this other stuff. Um, but, so you don't feel that that you? I don't have an itch. I I really hope in my brain because I have it really good right now. Like where I'm on afternoons here, and that's great, and I make good money there. And then back home, I have these two things that I do that are syndicated from my house that are on forty something stations, which is cool. Like and not small. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm in I'm on Cape Cod. I'm in like over in uh, Lubbock, Texas. I'm all over the place. Like so that's awesome. So right now my goal is not what's next so much. If it comes, I'll take it. And if it's mornings, I would love it. But right now, it's maintaining what I have for as long as I can. You know what I mean? And I know one of them is going to go. That, that syndication thing is going to go at some point. And when it does, I got to like figure out what's next at that point. And so, I always will. I think I'm I'm crafty. Do you think you're shit. reactive to your situation instead of proactive? Like, there's certain people that's like, I know I'm this both. is going to end. And I will be ahead. I will get out of it before it ends on me. 
Yeah. As opposed to people who's like, all right, well, this ended. What's the next step? I think I've learned enough from my past and I see enough of my future to know where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think I've learned enough from things that have happened to me and like people that I've dealt with that are great and terrible. And I've seen like <laughs> where Bickley. I can... Oh, I'm sorry. Let me hit the golf button. Where's the golf button? Where's the golf button? He burped. He burped. It was a burp. Uh, no, but I think like. So I, I'm happy. <laughs> Shit, where are we? Where are we? Um, I'm happy with where I am, where I am, and I think once one of those things go, I believe in myself enough to be able to get into something else. So you're rea- you're reactive to your situation. That's fine. I'm There's nothing wrong with that. Proactive and reactive, I would say. Yes. You're proactively reactive. The proactively reactive, <laughs> reactively proactive. So all right. Well, Jackson, are we done? Yeah. Why not? The bottle's empty. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun. Yeah, like I we we went deep into the to old stuff that we never. God, I hope about. Uh, there was times I forgot this microphone was on, and I hope that's what my, my goal is. That's Are you why gonna I listen go to this hours. thing before you air it? Probably not. I know it's way too long. No, <laughs> well, no, if I, because I don't feel like no. I don't want to lose my like job over this. That's all. There's I'm nothing to edit out. I do listen I didn't to what I didn't lose my job. I didn't lose my job. Did so I lose my? Did I, you didn't did I say lose my that job? you would make like, make you lose your did job. Did you make me lose? I lost my job. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I was prepping you. I, was like, I know you're so like, what's, what's next? next? Because I know you're going to get fired when this comes out next. Waiting, week. <laughs> waiting tables, friendlies again. Back when I was 16. <laughs> Shit. Just giving happy endings. What? No matter. I'll what. give a happy Whatever. ending all day. <laughs> You'll find a way to give happy endings. I'll try to talk to you like a radio DJ while I do it, and you'll be like, "Shut up! Just do it." <laughs> I'm trying to eat my burger. Just finish me. I'm eating my burger. <laughs> well, no, this is exactly what I wanted. This is why I go long, and I try to avoid question answer question answers because I want you to be an honest. I want you to forget that we're having a a conversation. I want I you give to forget you, we're having an interview. I give you kudos and have a conversation. On your t- are we the longest? Two hours and twenty five minutes. I uh, I'll Shit, have we're to double still check. Five minutes short, I think. Well, I don't have to put I'm an not intro going on this. I'm good. I'm done. I don't have to put an intro on this so that does lose time. Oh, yeah. But I'll put an outro on it. Oh, are you going to do it? I'll do an outro. Let me hear your awesome radio guy outro. I'll, I'll figure out the outro when I post it. Oh, okay. Because d- it'll be oh, one of those Oh, it's going to be post-production? Shows. Yeah, that's right. You're in radio. You don't listen to how podcasts are. Podcasts, I do listen to I love podcasts. Who's your favorite podcast? What are you, What podcast do you listen to? Um, on the regular, honestly, not very many. Okay. But t- tell me what podcast you do listen I to. I haven't listened to. So what I've changed from from podcast, and this is only because of my medium. I have a, I have a Sono speakers in my house now, mm-hmm. so I have three of them. Those cheaper, the cheaper well, ones. Most of the time, when you're at home, you listen to music. I know that. Yes, but I have a thing. I wish I, I wish I was listening to music. Like I listen to so many podcasts because I replaced my music listening with podcasts. And I now I I buy all that stuff, and then I still listen. Well, no, now it's morning radio. So at seven thirty two, when the girls are supposed to have five minutes until they have to get out the door. The Sono starts playing, and it's uh, a radio station on the East Coast. Every 30 minutes, it changes. So 7.32, it's in uh, one station, and I change these every once in a while so I don't get tired of them. 7.32, it's a radio station. 8.02, it's a new station. 8.32, it's a new station. 9.02, all the way until 12.02 when it shuts off, and we move across the country. We start East Coast and move to the West Coast. And by the time we get there, we're it's still listening to morning shows. a lot of setup for radio. It's all morning shows. Yeah. So you could tell I'm a little obsessed with like learning the nuances of working with your co-host and like what works and what sounds shitty and all this stuff. That's like, fucking amazing. I'm trying. I've been doing it for like a year. So hopefully when I get my shot again, I won't mess it up. You know, like I now I'm a little bit more trained when, than when I went in. So to answer your question about, no, you have that, about what podcast podcasts? do you listen to? 
I listen to mostly NPR stuff if I'm going to listen. Okay. I like so that's radio. Yeah, still. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Dude, the the number one podcasts are all NPR and comedians. Those are the two. Those are the two categories of biggest podcasts. Like all the podcasts are either hosted by NPR or some co- type of a comedian or wrestlers. I listen to the wrestling ones too. Oh, that's right. That's, that's There's some bigger thing. ones. They, okay. they do pretty well as well. But the uh, yeah, it's mostly NPR stuff. I think that okay. I'm listening to. So wait, wait, don't tell me you're the expert. Yeah, I could pull it out and check it out because I know there's some other smaller ones that I listen to, but I don't know. I can't remember. Okay, because I haven't for a while. Listen to I've been listening to, yeah, Majority yeah. of the podcast is. But I, I do I've, hear at the beginning where they're like, "Today's podcast is brought yeah. to you by." Like you know, it's funny. I love that. I have stuff. I have begrudgingly, at first begrudgingly adopted that style. That's uh, a, it's the style. You, yeah. I mean, I, I love that about the podcast style. But I didn't want to be part of that style. Why? At first, at first, I didn't want to be because it's. Me, I'm anti. I'm anti. I'm anti popularity. But that's awesome. Even it car talk. The car talk dudes used to do that too. It would be like car talk. <laughs> and be weird and do all this sorts of stuff. Like, yeah, I, I love that format. I love the podcast. Format. I love it now. At first, I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to just be like everyone else. But unfortunately, I've not unfortunately. No, I'm happy that I can. You're a part of that do community. An intro, You're good. Talk about things. Set things up. And play then do the, the interview. Yeah, so I love that. All right, all right. This was good talk. It was good catching up. Are you gonna do it right now? Do it live. No. Why? Because the outro when I do on Sunday. Can you at least do the intro again so I can hear like that weird, (laughs) shitty, weird Dennis thing happen? Do that. Do the the happy Dennis of thank you so much for downloading this. I've memorized every one of these words and here they come out of my mouth right now in the way (laughs) that they come out every single time. And that's what you look for because you want comfort. It's like a blanket when you're listening at home. (laughs) Here I am, your blanket. And here's the interview or the end of the show. <laughs> well, no, I got to do the outro because I have to hit the sponsor for this podcast. You have a sponsor? No, I don't. Woo. Actually, I do, but it's... That's what I was waiting for for this past two and a half hours. I was like, when is Dennis going to break for a sponsor? Damn. <laughs> I actually do have a sponsor. I am sponsored by... Uh, uh, Buber, uh, okay, that's a great sponsor. You have no, no idea who the, the sponsor's fuck they are. On, uh, I don't say it online. It's only on the webpage. Oh. It's a banner ad. You're saying that because ad. you can't remember it's, who they are. Just just look for the banner ad, whoever it is. I don't even say it online. I just If you go to deaderdennis.com slash podcast. It's actually some company that just throws up whatever banner's well, paying it's money. Consect- no, it's not even that. It's it's a consignment deal. Oh. So I get nothing unless you click on it, and nobody's going to click on it because it's a uh, banner ad for a podcast. And nobody's it's a podcast to this uh, anymore, so they're But it's gone. a podcast hosting site. Oh. Is it the one that you use? No. Is it Radio 1? Or what do they call those? There's, what do they no, all use like right now? No, it's like blurry, blurry.com or blueberry.com, something like that. Oh. Um, Sounds like, like No, my podcast Sounds is, like you really believe in them. Yeah. yeah. It's a really good uh All my podcast – well, no, they do the, the statistics for my podcast. Oh. So I run through that. that I have no idea. I don't look at it. The oh, statistics. you can't even endorse them on that. Good job. Because I refuse to look because it will Who's affect Who's going to click on that banner down there anymore? Somebody who wants to start a podcast. You don't know anything about them. Like, Are they good? Yeah. Okay, there you go. Now they'll click on them. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, it was fun coming to the studios here. Nice to have Drinking you. warm room temperature uh, rosé. <laughs> we drank that whole bottle like a motherfucker. I drank Oh, and this was a big bottle too. It was a big one. This was a 1.5 liter, I'm sure. Yeah, boy. Yeah, 1.5, 13% Go big here. <laughs> go big or go home. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks for being here, Jackson. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad that you decided to stop avoiding me to get this podcast I'm not done. talking anymore because you're closing out the show. Shh. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to So What Do You Really Do? This was the podcast where I, I your host, Dennis, 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 I'm the guy. You love me, listeners. <laughs> Speak to people like Jackson Blue. <laughs>
That scumbag. <laughs> who, is a, who is a major player in the entertainment business. Who is the best dad ever and <laughs> doesn't do anything with the radio because he moved to the smaller company, so we focused on him being a dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, take care. Goodbye. <laughs> And there you have it, my podcast with my good friend, Jackson Blue. Went off the rails a little bit there because, well, we were drinking. And we're having a great time. Like, I think you can really tell that we are friends. This is, like, him and I just pretending to be. We had a great time. It was great catching up with him and uh, on both ends of it, what he's been doing, what I've been up to, uh, how I've been doing. So you guys got a lot deeper um, information about the heart cardiac incident. Yeah, let's call it that. The cardiac incident that I had. Uh, which I know I went into detail in one episode, but for the, uh, for those who didn't stick around, you heard a lot about it on this one. But it was great hanging out in the 96.9 studios uh, where I could have worked. Well, you heard it. Just to give a little bit more context on something, I know there was something in there where we talked about uh, uh, Jackson's age. Uh, and that, w- that was stemming from an incident that I think actually made us closer as friends was uh, when we were working together, he made a post about uh, the TV show Parenthood. And I made this joke where it's like, oh, are you talking about the 1986 movie Parenthood? I don't remember what year that was. I'm not going to look it up for the context of this situation. But whatever. The 1988-whatever movie Parenthood with, with Steve Martin. And I thought I was out of touch. Uh, and he, he was like, no, I'm talking to Michelle. I was like, oh, I guess I am the one who's out of touch. And that was the, the, the context going back and forth was I knew what he was talking about when they referenced something wrong and make me look like the fool. Uh, and he took a lot of uh, offense to that because... But he went into it like age is a big thing when you're in the top 40 world. When you if you're not if I don't like to acknowledge my age, not in like I'm embarrassed by it. It's like I just all right, yeah, I'm 35, whatever. That's not a big deal. But it does have a, a, a an appearance to other people or perception to other people as being old and out of touch. Uh, so he was about 35 when that happened. He's 40 now. So you could see where if you're working in a medium that's usually. Um, 18 to 25, 18 to 35 year old people. And you're beyond that age group. You tend to seem, uh, not with it. Um, we, we think that in the radios, we don't actually, I don't really know if people, other people look at it that way. I know, uh, I feel now that I'm not doing music anymore. I feel out of touch with what's going on, which makes me feel old. And I don't want to be, I never wanted to be that guy. I never wanted to be that guy. I was like music in my day, you know, uh, and I'm starting to become that, uh, by, def- by, by accident. Like, <laughs> So, anyway, it was, uh, this was a great way to end Radio Month. I hope you guys weren't too jarred by the uh, the cold open there. Uh, I wanted, to, I was gonna take it. I was like, you know, what, leave it in. Let's. Let, I I edited nothing out of this. This was a straight two and a half hours of me and Jackson hanging out, which was he was like he did not think we were gonna go this long, but you know, I have this amazing ability just to make people talk and keep going. My oldest brother, Chris, uh, the pizza brother, uh, as Jackson refers to him, he has this amazing ability to make anyone drink and get drunk. And just have, you know, technically, like, my, his friends call him the beer devil. Because uh, if you, you go out for one beer with him, and then 16 beers later, you're like, what happened? I have that amazing uh, ability, too, but only to make people talk and open up about themselves. So, anyway, thank you again for for downloading the podcast. If you're new to the podcast and you stuck around this long, thank you. Uh, if you came to the podcast because you're a, friend, a fan of Jackson Blue, or you found out about my podcast through JP Porch Fest yesterday, which was an amazing event. Oh my God, JB Portrait was so much fun. It was fantastic. Thank you so much, everyone who came out to it. Thank you so much, everyone who, uh, all the comedians who performed on it and people who shared it and took pictures and hashtagged it and put everything. Thank you so much. This was, I know comedians, we say this a lot, one of the best shows I've ever been a part of. No, this literally was one of the best shows I've ever been a part of. 
So thank you, everyone who came to JP Porch Fest. If you're listening to this, I appreciate it. If you're fans of the Jackson Blue uh, Party Playhouse or Hot 96.9 or a former Z1043 Jackson Blue fan and you discovered this podcast, thank you for checking it out. Thank you for sticking through to the end. I wish I had a special prize or gift or something I could give you, but I don't. Uh, but hey, if you find me on the streets of Boston, uh, me, Dead or Dennis, the host of this, if you find me on the streets of Boston somewhere, you say, hey, I listened to your podcast with Jackson Blue, I will uh, shake your hand. That's the best I can offer. And I'll probably say, no, I will definitely say thank you, genuinely. So uh, if you are a new person, please do me a favor and hit subscribe on whatever medium you listen to, iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Uh, and, you know, leave a, leave a comment or a uh, review, five-star it, if you, if you believe it deserves five stars, or the amount of stars you think this deserves. Please leave it because that will only uh, take this podcast and display it in front of more people so more people will be able to hear it, more people will be able to find out about uh, all the amazing artists and, and people that I have on the thing. So to put an end to radio month, thank you <laughs> radio month. We started in mid June. We ended in mid July. So four episodes constitute as a month with a break in the middle. <laughs> but So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Take care. Bye-bye.